Hello, my name is Lewis Jones. Hello, and I'm his more procrastinating, less organised older brother, Matthew, and this is... The Midnight Run Podcast. Episode 5. Episode 5. Cool. We should say we've had some lovely feedback from people, some people we don't know very well, who've uh, mentioned and got in contact with us... um, on the off chance, just to let us know that they've really People enjoyed. What I used to play football with. Hello, Kev Rush. Um, big man, but with good feet, lovely feet, lovely. Um, Sounds and, kinky. Yeah, and Mark Harnham, who uh, used wasn't he to... in the Presidio. No, that's Mark Harmon. Oh, right. right. Um, <laughs> Mark Harnham. Uh, I hope you wouldn't mind me saying this. We used to play in goal exclusively uh, on a Monday night football that we used to play, and was quite possibly the worst goalkeeper. He was a woeful goalkeeper. Sorry, Mark. People, and then. Because he just never trusted himself coming out. Then he came out and played up front and wasn't that great at that. And then went to the back at the fence and was bloody marvellous. Turned into a there we go, colossus. See? There was something in the end of it for you, Mark. I knew, you know. He found, and, his, he found his calling in the end. Yeah, they've both been in contact and been very, very nice. So I'm you know, very pleased. Because I don't see them anymore. Because I don't play football on a Monday anymore. Because I don't live anywhere near. Yeah. Those days are gone. Sad, isn't Plus, it? my body is broken. You still find a bag there, isn't it? I could find. Wow! Well, still remember a, a story when we played in a a little sort of friendly football tournament. We had two teams in it in our theatre company, and the second team, which was mainly uh, ladies and children, and you and me, um, played against sort of teams from uh, a, a school, so kids, school kids, and it went to a penalty shootout because um, it was a knockout, so it was quite good fun. And it finished one all or two two. Two, did, two. did Dagger score a shocking goal? A friend of yours, he Dagger, did. scored a goal that um... <laughs> crept it, oiled its way in. You it? dropped, I think you were filming it. I you did. You dropped I... the camera pretty much yeah, to the floor, yeah. lost focus, picked it up, yeah. then refound the ball and yeah. it was still on the way in. It was still going in. That's yeah. the measure yeah. of skill that was but, going on. But this was, um, so the penalty shootout was, so Matt took the first run and it was against a little kid who must have been about three foot tall. And he, he had a Peter Schmeichel, Peter Schmeichel shirt on, top on. So he had a goalie shirt. And goalie so he fancied so fancy. He must have been about seven yeah. or eight years old. And you stepped up and you smashed it into the top <laughs> corner. I mean, yeah. no goalie would have saved it, let no, alone an eight-year-old kid I've in a Peter taken. Schmeichel shirt. Best penalty I've ever And taken. then you ran off, wiggling your finger in the air, saying something like... I said, welcome to the Premiership. That must have been a while back. But it, um, and and uh, you got a got booed. You got a comedy boo from the crowd. So I did a mock cloak at people. Oh, it was great. That was, that was one of your finest moments. It was, actually. Um, yeah, those days are gone. Uh, you never know, mate. never know. There's always um, categories you can enter and yeah, veterans. I yeah. mean, if Cliff can very, still play football. Very specific. Hello, Cliff, you're not listening to this. But, no, Cliff um, won't be listening, but uh, love you anyway. Yeah, we should have a little club of um, Cliff and Claire and, Cliff, Helen, Claire who, and Helen who won't, who won't listen to this. Um, <laughs> that's fine. It doesn't matter if you're the closest to us. Uh, there we go. Um, but so far... Um, we're over 260 downloads in total for all of them. I don't really know what constitutes as a download. And what constitutes um, as just listening. I don't and know. what constitutes just listening, that's right. Because, um, uh, was it the pimp um, message? Oh, he messaged me the other week saying, I just I don't download it, I just listen to it on Spotify. Does that count? And I said, I have no idea. I don't know if it Jonathan counts Simmons doesn't know I don't, because he's no. way more advanced than me. And... But what's interesting, right, is guess which of our four episodes so far, four podcasts, have, have the most um, downloads? Um, it's a clear winner, by the way. A clear it? winner. I would oh. to give you a to give you an idea. The second one, joint second, has got sixty nine downloads, and the top one's got something like eighty six. So quite a long way, Cliff. Um, I wouldn't know. Uh, best cinema experiences one. 
No, westerns. 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 The one that you thought would be the least appealing to people because they might say, oh, I don't like westerns. Yes. In fact, well, Tim Thornton doesn't like westerns and he still listened because I love you, Tim Thornton. Yeah. So it's, it's quite interesting, but it's, it's a long way ahead. It's a long way ahead. So today, though, today, we're it's going to talk ripper. about something. Oh, it's a ripper. Yeah. So this is a good one. This is our favourite films in the 1980s, released in the 1980s. Now... Obviously, the list will be at the end. We'll do our top mm. tens in, uh, independently at the end. Um, I have had the most fun so far picking my ten. In fact, I had a, like 30. And to get it down to ten was great fun, but very difficult. I just want you to know that this... I mean, I said last time about the animated, I said that was the hardest pick. This is the hardest pick now. I mean, this is a new benchmark entirely. But this... This we don't make a lot of notes anyway. We just rock up and sort of roughly uh-huh. know what as we're doing right but, now. But this is the one where the subject where I'd need the least notes. Absolutely, this was my yeah. formative. Yeah. This yeah. is where I was uh, yeah. seven to seventeen. Yes, where I was just where this was. I was falling in love with all of it. Absolutely, music, cinema. Yeah, and so it's all ingrained. It's seat. It's uh-huh. in my DNA. But the top top ten is the hardest top ten I've ever to do. And just so you know, when I when I say number ten later, the number ten. Is the it deserves more credit than anything because it took me three hours to pick number ten. Yeah, yeah. I'd I picked understand. nine, understand. and I which of the next thirty? That's ten is the hardest one to pick because you pick them early and then you you're think picking, you can only fit one yeah, from yeah. thirty-five or yeah. whatever into your ten. And I loved them all, so you know that number ten really has earned it. When I say yeah. it later, I totally agree, and I agree entirely as well about your your um, attitude towards. Getting the magic of cinema, getting the magic of films, because yeah. we grew up in the eighties, didn't we? So we, we were brought up um, as a family on things like Zulu and Where Eagles Dare yes. in the sixties, you know, and obviously um, in the seventies was Grease, The Sting, Superman, um, yeah, things like that. But where, but the eighties were where obviously um, the cinema suddenly um, opened up to us, and new films. We were seeing new films for the first time. We were seeing new films at the same time as anyone else was seeing new yeah. films. Um, so that was where the bug was caught, wasn't it? Yeah. Was there any film, any any research? Have you done any? Have you done any films this this couple of weeks since the last one we did? Have I watched any new ones? Yes. Yes. And because I was thinking, I've seen most of the ones I wanted to see. Yes, um, I agree. But so the ones I've seen in the in the last few weeks, I've seen Blue Velvet, which I'd never seen. Oh yeah, David Lynch. And I like David Lynch because I was a bit, always he's, a big always fan. Of, he's weird. He is weird, but I really like, enjoyed Wild at Heart and yeah, yeah, so uh, did I. And uh, things like Mulholland Drive, I, I love. Um, Do the right thing. I'd never seen. Oh right, I've seen that. Yeah, no, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. I've seen. I've never, got, I've never seen anything. Well, that's terrible because you know it's a seminal movie from the eighties. Oh, very just, famous. Yeah. Yeah, and I really enjoyed that as well. Fair enough. Paris, Texas, I saw because mm. um, Vim Vendors, Vim Vendors, and it, it's always been highly regarded. And I watched it. I said to Claire, "I'm going to just watch it for a bit because I felt a bit tired." And it, it's quite of a slow burner, and it looks lovely, and it's it's interesting, and Ry Cooder's music and all that. And then suddenly it gets to a bit, and you think, "Wow, this is really interesting now." And so I stayed and watched the whole thing. Went to bed about one. Oh. So that's I enjoyed that. Uh, Stop Making Sense I watched which is the um, film um, about Talking Heads oh, a live concert for a minute I thought you were going to say Stop or My Mom Will Stop Shoot or my mom which was 1990 no. anyway no, that, so not that, only might, that, that been, might make my 10 not only have no. that 
I don't think it will. No, no. Or With Estelle Getty. Estelle Getty. Not only will it... Um, Apparently, um, Sylvester Stallone was tricked into it by, by Schwarzenegger. By Schwarzenegger. Yes, I know. That's a brilliant mm. story. We could tell that next time. Um, next time we do not when we do 90s anyway. Stop Making Sense is a, they, they're a film by uh, Jonathan Demme about the concept oh, okay. of Talking Heads. Now, I'm not a massive Talking Heads fan, but I appreciate them. You mean and the group Talking Heads? Yeah. You're there's right, lots right. of real, there's lots of songs I really like. He's not bad, but he's got an incredible talent. <laughs> but it is an absolute masterclass in how to film and put on a concert. It's wonderful. It builds and builds and builds. They start with him and singing Psycho Killer, and it's a great just with a guitar, and then the bass, bass lad, Tina Weymouth, comes on. It's it's fabulous, and I found myself quite hypnotised. I mean, it's not going to be like Rattle and Hum was to me, because I was a massive U2 man in the in the 80s, but, uh, but I thought it was very worth watching, because everyone talks about it. And then I watched... We got a sneaky one in last night. Watched Labyrinth because I'd never seen Labyrinth. My sister oh, yeah. loves Labyrinth. Our sister loves Labyrinth. Claire was scared of it as a child, so she faced up to that fear and promptly fell asleep within fifteen minutes. Nice. Uh, and Take I, that. And the other one I saw, <laughs> which was uh, because it appeared for free on one of my on the streaming things on my phone, I watched Eighteen again, which is not a good film, um, starring charlie schlatter nope me neither and um <laughs> george burns it was one of those spate of movies yeah. where body swaps happen. Swap, yeah. most famously big and obviously vice versa with yeah well judge Ryan big Holmes. he doesn't swap with someone does he no, but, but it's, it's still I mean? it's still somebody, somebody yeah yeah like father like son and like father like son was the other which one. is the one with um judge reinhold that is vice versa do it do it well, I wish I could too. That was the line from the. That was a trailer, wasn't it? Trailer, and you think, ah, oh, yeah, no wonder his trailer always... didn't really do much besides. Can anyone, if anyone Beverly doesn't Hills remember Cop. George Reinhold, yes, he is um, um, Billy Rosewood yep. in um, Beverly Hills Cop, and he it? was down and great in that. But it's a niche. Oh, isn't he? He's in Gremlins as well. He's that smarmy lad who yeah. works in the, the sort of the junior executive in the bank. He is. He is. That isn't is he? very yeah. true. Gremlins. So he, yeah, he had a little career in the eighties. So they were the films I watched. Have, okay. you, have you caught? I was going to watch Reds because it was like Warren Beatty. Yeah, but it's really long, and I didn't have the time. Well, it's all about really long. I've watched one film. Okay, but it's a long one. That's all I've watched. One film. Never seen it. Right. Always. I mean, I've n- known about it, but just never got around to it. And for some reason, I had a, th- a spare three hours and thirty nine minutes. And I watched Once Upon a Time in America. Right, okay, yeah. My God, three hours and 39 minutes. When you minutes. said that long, I was going, what? It's das, not. Was it das no, boot or something? I'm, I'm lying. It's three hours and 49 minutes. Yeah, that a, 10 it's, minutes it's is personal. It's a monster. Right, so. So that is, it's an it's an epic gangster story told noodles, over like 50 years. Erickson. Yes, and with and with the nutter that is James, James Wood. Woods. As we, we keep mentioning no, we James Woods. was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but. The thing about it is because it basically tells his story from when he's a kid um, to when he's in his uh, 60s um, over time. So it goes sort of back and forth yeah, through yeah. periods. Um, I thought it was really good. It is really good. I was surprised how I didn't clock watch. Yeah, I thought actually because it's, it's quite brutal in places, it is isn't brutal. it? And, and it's, it's some sh- shocking treatment of women in this film. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, what, what he does to Elizabeth McGovern in the cut yes, is dreadful. It is absolutely. Um, so. But I was very surprised as no, to how true. much I thought you it was that Leone very knows good. What he's doing and yeah. the music's wonderful. As oh, well. it's Morricone, isn't yeah. it? Wonderful yeah, wonderful soundtrack. There's a tune called Ampola on there, which I remember loving. Is that the Pan one? Pan yeah, Pan that's yeah. the Pan yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, and I remember thinking that this is a wonderful soundtrack. Yeah. So I was really surprised. Well, I'm amazed. I'm really surprised. 
that you because you know don't you a three hour forty nine is not one that you would normally go for. You're, no way, no way. Um, you're a times man. Now. Yeah, yeah. Like, I look at the oh, running time and everything. Eighty five minutes. Go, I'm watching that. <laughs> and if it's over two hours, I go. Yeah. Nice doing business with you, kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so before we move on. Yeah. Um. In the 80s as well was when the video rental stuff became really big, didn't it? Really yes. important. And you worked in a video sort of rental bit in a garage, didn't you? to a garage. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Everest the garage in the local Hill. garage. And I also remember, but it, was, it used to be really good because we'd be waiting for something to be released. It's, oh, brilliant, it's come out now. Yeah, so, yeah. And, then you and I would I would quite often just stick the little, I'd, you put them on the shelf. The great thing about working in a video shop is you, it comes out that day, you stick a, a out for rental sticker on it and keep it for yourself. And you just watch it yourself, yeah. Um, and I remember, and as you will as well, we used to go to a place called Video Solent, Video Solent a lot. Yeah. And um, they used to put videos on. And, we, and uh, I remember Neil and I, um, at least once, we went, we went into town. We used to go to the Gorge and things like that, which is a, a cafe. Was it, it, was, it, was, it was done out like a sort of cavern-y gorge yeah, sort of thing. Red, red Because it was so small, they stuff. had mirrors down one wall, so it looked like it was yeah. twice as big. Yeah. But I remember sometimes we'd wait to get picked up. And we'd go to video solo and we'd, we'd watch what was on there. And I remember, remember things like Crocodile Dundee 2 was on. So we'd watch a lot of that while we were just waiting. But so it was a real big, you know, now it's obviously not everything streamed or you get it on yeah, DVD. Yeah. But in, our, in, in in those days, it was it was such a big thing, wasn't it? A big deal. Video rentals. And I remembered, um, yeah, I remember seeing loads of I'm waiting in anticipation that this has now come out. This is a story. This has got nothing to do with 80s, but it is to do with video rentals. I thought, once you mentioned it, our, our, our friend Timothy Marcus Lee. Right. Um, funnily enough, his name's, his, we call it, everyone calls him Marcus, but his name's Timothy Marcus Lee. And Timmy Lee was the name of a character played <laughs> by, uh, in all the confessions Robin films. Asquith. Robin Asquith in all the confessions films. As a story about that linked to Marcus actually rented it out once confessions of a window cleaner or confessions of a driving instructor are, yeah, one of the yeah. two or one of those two I can't remember one which one it was ones. and it wouldn't play for him because um, he, he was fascinated because it was the same name wouldn't play for him so he took it back to the video shop and said to the man this won't play the bloke put it in the machine and it was just Robin Asquith's arse going up and down in a sex scene playing perfectly clear she <laughs> really halfway <laughs> yeah halfway in yeah. I wonder what uh, happened there then. <laughs> which was a great, great moment. Uh, I love that. <clears throat> so, the, as I said earlier, the cinema was a big deal for us. Yes. Um, First time we could ever go, like we yeah. ever went on our own. Pretty yes, much. on our own. Or with yeah. mates. You oh, know. But certainly the family. I mean, I remember things like, um, you know, cinema, seeing E.T., Return yeah. of the Jedi. Yeah. Because obviously that was the first Star Wars film uh, we watched. Nan, our Nan went she to see did. Return of the Jedi. And I remember her totally just Jabba. being grossed out Jabba eating a frog. Yep, he puts a big toad thing in his mouth and she hated that bit. Yeah. Um, Back to the Future, of course, you mentioned that before. Yes, we did. The Bond films, or Roger Moore Bond films, which were Octopussy and um, A View to a Kill. A View to those a Kill. All of the, well, all, two of the three Your original... Only we didn't see, obviously. But, no, uh, I didn't see that. Yeah, but yeah, and then it went on to Timothy Dalton, so it was, you know, it yeah. was quite a few Bonds. I didn't, I didn't see that at the cinema, which is funny, because that's one of my favourite Bond films, Timothy, um, Living Yeah, Day. yeah, yeah, Living Daylights. Um. The Indiana Jones films, barring Raiders, we watched Temple of Doom. I still can't believe we watched Temple of Doom at that age. Three, three of them in the eighties. We yeah, were spoiled yeah. in the eighties. Yeah. Two Star Wars films, three. I remember, three I remember Indiana loving Jones. The Last Crusade as well. Last Crusade was yeah, as I think we said in our previous one. So if you haven't caught up with it, our favorite two two ago 
was favourite cinema experiences, episode three. And um, I think that's the film I've seen the most at the cinema. Three, oh, yes, you did Three times. Um, and I loved it from start to finish. Just like, so, the chemistry oh, between brilliant. them. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah, between the two of them, yeah. 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 I forgot he was dead. I looked him up just this morning, Sean. Shawnee? I, just, I yeah, forgot yeah. he was dead. I, was a, yeah, I a... don't know why Sean came into my head this morning, but I, and I thought, is he? I was thinking about Bond films, and I, I thought... I think he's dead, isn't he? Well, he, <coughs> and he I looked him a, up, and he died in October. Sean last had year. a pretty good eighties. That's no, that's what I mean. So, oh yes, uh, yes, Sean. Well, let's talk awesome. about that now. Um, favorite favorite actor in the eighties or right. actress? Okay, I've got a few here. Right, I'm going to mention right honorable mentions uh, in terms of the, the output of their films mm. uh, towards the end of. The, I mean, everyone knows I'm, I'm a forever champion of Kevin Costner. I knew towards, you mentioned Kevin towards Costner. the end, but he didn't have. He, he only did sort of Silverado and a few sort of eighty seven onwards. From, from eighty six, eighty seven onwards, wasn't he? It, he did in back to back. No way out. The Untouchables, Bull Durham, and uh, Field of Dreams. Which yeah, yeah, is yeah. <clears throat> astonishing. Similarly, <laughs> as an actress, I fell in love with Michelle Pfeiffer, who had a oh, yes. quite early eighties. Yeah. And uh, but then near the end, uh, married to the mob, dangerous liaisons, fabulous Baker boys, and I love you know. And I, she was quite good in the Witches of East. Witches of Eastwick. She she's in Scarface, isn't she? Yeah, she's she, in Scarface. I never really cared for well, Scarface. Well, that might come up in my yeah. Overrated. Do you know what? I've got my little notes for for overrated, mm. and it isn't in there. So it's no, funny it's that fine. that's. I'll that's, cover it for you. So you can you can talk um, about that. But 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 yes. my number. But I mean, you can't ignore Harrison. Nope. Because Harrison did three Indiana Jones films, two Star Wars films, plus Witness. Witness as well, yeah. Plus The Mosquito Coast, plus Frantic, working plus Working Girl, Girl yeah. plus Blade Runner. And you think, that's an astonishing That's decade. ridiculous, yeah. But my hero is Steve Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Martin. He was at his peak, wasn't he? Absolute monster in the eight. He still is my hero. Uh, you're talking... Because um, obviously... Missed, Ma- Man with jo- two brains. Man with two brains. You, you, all of me. All of me. Uh... Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. Oh, yeah, I forgot that one. Roxanne. Yeah, Roxanne's uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yeah. Parenthood. Yeah. I mean, even his cameo in... Um, Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors is Orin Scrivello, DDS. I know all the character names. I suddenly realised I know all the character names. I haven't looked them up, but I could tell you all the character names from all of his films in the mm. 80s. If that was your quiz, I'd be acing it. Ah, uh, it's not. Damn. Um, I could tell you. Gil Buckman. Uh, Neil Page. Gil? Uh, Gil Buckman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I even remember you know, Larry Hubbard in The Lonely Guy. Yeah, yeah. Did you mention... Um, Dr. Hafara, H-F-U-H-R-U-H-U-R. Yeah, did you U-H-U-R. mention Plane Strains and Automobiles? Plane Strains and Automobiles. Neil Page. Yeah, there yeah. he is. Yeah. And Three Amigos. Three Amigos. Lucky Day. It's... Yeah. I should it's, have done that. That would have been good. Um, been good. See, I feel like I've missed out. No, now. no. But it's Mine's like going to be a disappointment. It's pretty <laughs> obscure for me to know all of them. Like, you know. I even know, remember that in all of me, his name's Roger Cobb. He is, yes. Yeah. But um, yeah, I remember. So he, I mean, James Kirby, the great Na- James Kirby, Naven Johnson, the jerk. Naven Johnson was is that the seventies? Yes, it was. was the jerk, but yeah, Naven R. Johnson. Yeah. Um, Cut. <laughs> that's my, one of my favourite moments in history. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're, yeah, we'll do that at some point. Yeah, we will do that. But um, James Kirby, the the great James Kirby. Hello, James. Um, designer of the logo and so many. Oh other yeah, things got, I've still got your t-shirt. We when I used to work at. Uh, the uh, perfume company a long time ago and he was working at a printer's and we he, every time we emailed each other we'd like email each other three four times a day uh, it would finish with a quote from a Steve Martin film and we managed to do like maybe about 500 emails with a different quote I mean Dead Man Don't Wear Plaid was so rich for one liners and yeah. so was the, the Man With Two Brains and, but um, so Steve Martin will always be 
my my particular star of the eighties. Um, and then that like Eddie Murphy was was big as well, and he made some great <laughs> films. But then he made things like The Golden Child as well, and Best Defense, which is not quite. Although I would watch The Golden Child if it came on. Golden Child's alright. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not great. But Chandler Jarrell, I think. Chandler Yarrell. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yarrell is what old Charles Dance pronounces it as, which is a bit weird. Yeah. But there you go. That's my star. Who would you? Who would yours well, be? I I've this ties in with my favourite genre. So, mm-hmm. what genre would you like to? Oh, the talk genre about? I would. I was thinking. Probably comedy or action. Yes. Well, I've gone for 50% of that. You've gone for action I've and gone, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I've gone for action and I've gone for Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, I was, I, I was thought, I thought, I don't want to, yeah, he's on my list as well. I mean, I, he took I, off in the 80s like as, nothing. As, as you, know. you know, I loved Arnie. What? I mean, the Terminator. I mean, I preferred, this is, I preferred Conan the, the Destroyer to Conan the Barbarian. Never cared for Conan the Barbarian. I've never been a big fan of any but, all, but, all Red Sonja. But Commando. Commando I mean, is we a sort of grew up with yeah. Commando, which we is did grow up with terrific. John Matrix. It's, terrific. Just, it's 86 minutes of relentless, relentless yeah, yeah, yeah. brutality. It's brilliant. It was, on, it was a, on the telly about a month ago, late at night, and I started watching it, and Helen was here. Um, and... She said, "Oh, what are you watching?" I said, "I oh, saw. I just watched a bit of a bit of Commando." So she's, oh, she'd never seen it, so she started watching it. And then I said to her after about twenty minutes, "Well, it's going to finish late, so let's go to bed." And yeah. uh, she went, "No, no, no, I'm into it now. I will watch it." So she said, she said it because he knew that I'd said to her that I sort of grew up and I this was a a soft favourite, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's never going to win awards, but it was no, an absolute but, monster. So she watched it all. We watched the whole film, and uh, and it was. Uh, and she really, she really enjoyed it. But it was nice that she stayed and watched it. To be honest, it's probably just to get out of going to bed with me. But, don't find, but it well, doesn't matter. They, it doesn't matter. They'll, they'll do that for you. Claire falls asleep. That's the, the opposite. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, fair enough. It's. I mean, he made then he, he made things like and well, then Predator. It's a fabulous, yeah, yeah. fabulous film with yeah. so many quotable moments. And um, I even enjoyed Running Man. Did I? And and I loved Red Heat. Red Heat. Red, Red Heat was one of my favourites. Yeah, yeah. And he, you think, oh, the man. If you couldn't be entertained by those. You know, because uh, you know, mm. he took off really. I mean, I think, and Stallone, oh, he was, Stallone was having a sort of fallow time of it back then because he was making Cobra and things yeah. like that. And the um, well, let's let's first let's, blood let's, part two. Let's all that. hold on to that for at least will, one more hold minute. Um, I remember I was scared of watching Predator because uh, mm. Predator '87 it came out on video in '88. I'd have been twelve, so I wouldn't have been allowed to watch it anyway. But I remember thinking. Because I'd watched some of the other ones by then, so I, you know, but yeah. I, I'm all right, you know. You're not. Too I, I was never scarred by that sort of stuff. The only thing that's ever traumatised me, ever, is Jaws. And yes. How is that a PG? I've said it before. Well, yeah. I'm going to say it again. How is Jaws a PG? He eats Robert Shaw from the feet up alive. How yeah. is that a PG? I don't, I don't know. I'm, I just I think that's discuss- trauma. What films traumatised? I know our sister was traumatised by an American werewolf in London. Oh yeah. Do you know I've never seen that Quite all significantly traumatized. I tried to it. find that to watch it in preparation for this, but I could Oh I'd have lent it to you. I'd lent it to you. Um Yeah. Uh she was properly traumatised by that. Um Claire was traumatised by Labyrinth, but she was very young. I know a few people who really love Labyrinth. Yeah, yeah. Um well, Rach and the kids all love it. So um but yes, so it was um Schwarzenegger I can totally be on board with. Right. On to my quiz. Yeah, okay. It's quiz time. You've done awfully well so far. Yeah. This one, this one, yeah, you probably do, you'd probably do pretty well. Do you reckon? Okay. 
there's a couple. There's got to be a time a, when I fall flat of, on my face. There's a couple of slags in here. Okay. I'm not going to lie to you. So I'm not sure I want to ask you to name all of them or not. In the eighties, mm. Sylvester Stallone yeah. appeared in twelve films. Flipping it. Now, I'm going to say name eleven. Okay. Um. Right. So. So I've gone for Stallone because again he he's like. Arnie in the 80s I thought you'd rattle off Arnie films straight away I would yeah as I would so this one's a bit more interesting right 12 films so Rocky 2 Ro- no Rocky 2 is 79 Rocky 3 Rocky 3 Rocky 4 Rocky 4 85 uh, First Blood First Blood 82 Ram- First Blood Part 2 whatever it is yeah. Ram- The Filth that is Rambo 1985 uh, Rambo 3 Rambo 3 88 uh, Tango and Cash Tango goes brilliant um, Brilliant. I was going to have to give you a clue for that one. But Cobra. Think, Cobra, yeah. That, I'll tell you what. I'm going to pause there. Cobra. Mm. I read about it a long time ago. That um, when they made Beverly Hills Cop, yeah. they wanted Sylvester Stallone. So they showed him the script. And the script was largely, not entirely, but largely the script that it is Beverly Hills Cop. So sort of wisecracky. Yeah. Not as much because obviously it was for Eddie Murphy sort of tailored to him but originally it was for Stallone and Stallone Stallone turned it down because he thought it should have been more action he should have been harder and so they gave it to Eddie Murphy and he made the film that he thought it should have been which was Cobra and I watched Cobra the other week and it's absolute twaddle oh it's twaddle but he has a it's like a matchstick in his mouth all the time looking like he's cool or something like that he's sort of chewing sticking on this little toothpick thing yeah and I remember he had sunglasses on most of it all the time yeah even at night yeah Um, but I was thinking oh no it's bad it's bad and I was thinking and one, I'm, I'm comparing Beverly Hills Cop to Cobra Beverly Hills Cop get out of it Beverly Hills Cop bloody wonderful right yes. and, uh, um, right so hang on so where so are I'll tell you how many you've got so far one two so far? three four five six seven over the top oh brilliant that's the arm, arm wrestling, wrestling movie <laughs> 1987 hang on so Nighthawks. How did you? That's the one I thought you wouldn't get. I remember. I've seen Nighthawks on telly a couple of times. I'll tell you what. And then after that, so that was so. Oh, oh, oh Escape oh, to Victory. Escape to Victory. Yes. How many am I on? You are on. I think it's ten. Nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. One for victory. But you, when was two. it? 99. Lock up. Was lock, lock up. Nineteen eighty-nine. Donald Sutherland. Donald I, Sutherland. I actually quite prison. liked that. I like Lock up. They all did like because um, then. Tom Selleck did one as well, a uh, prison movie. I can't remember what oh, this yes. one was called. And I love things like that. Her uh, Alibi, is that it? No. My, oh, something like that. He is in that. I, I don't know. I have to look it up, prison one. Um, but then it's because I, I like a good prison movie. And funnily enough, Kevin Rush, who we've talked about earlier, sent me his top ten uh, yeah. of the 80s because I, I said we were doing, we're, that's what we are doing. And in there was Brubaker, which I enjoyed. Oh, yes. Oh, it's a lovely little left field choice. Robert uh, Redford. Robert Redford. Yeah. So I do enjoy yeah, that. Koto. Was, yes. Yes, indeed. Right, so you've got, so, so you've won. Excellent. But can you get the full house? Now, I thought the one that was going to be the most difficult was Nighthawks. Okay, so that one, there's this, one more. So this one is from 1984. Slightly different to the normal sort of action thing. Right, so he did. Oh, he did. Yes, yes, oh. he did. No, because yes, he, he directed Staying Alive. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. He directed Staying Alive. also with, was this, what's it called? Rhinestone. Yes! With Dolly Parton. Rhinestones. I was thinking it was a time when he was doing... 1984. That's it. You've aced it. Not only did you get the 11, you got the full house 12. Now that is impressive. 
Now, I know I keep saying it each time, but that was that was almost gentleman's agreement is. Yeah. Rutger Hauer in I mean it's it's good. Well. It's it's not pen behind the ear. No, good, pen behind the ear good. But it's not good. good. But I'll tell you what. I'll take that then. That is a that's a that makes me feel very happy because, you know, uh it was never gonna be the Steve Martin characters. Uh, no, but I like the idea that I hadn't thought of that and that would have been fun. I'm pretty good on character names of people. H F U H R U H U H U R R spelled yeah. exactly the way it sounds. Like, <laughs> my name is Derek. <laughs> That's a great sketch. <laughs> it's a brilliant Brian Laurie sketch. Brian Laurie with his pen. Um, yes. So, oh, I'm very impressed. Very impressed. Um, and I hope hope you're all very impressed listening to that. I hope so too. Because right? I know you're not a Stallone man, so that's 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 terrific. No, I can appreciate. I can appreciate what he's. Uh, I mean, I knew. Achieved. I knew that there was obviously you'd rattle five off with the Rockies and the Rambo's, but there's still a lot yeah. to go there. Um, and I thought I was going to have to give you some clues, but I didn't. Now, <clears throat> what's your favourite Oscar-winning film of the 1980s? Because, to be honest, I, was, I, think, I think the 80s was a bit fallow. I think, I was going to say, 80s was a... This is, it's a bit harsh on, on to say fallow for Bond, but I think um, Roger was start, starting to get a bit... Oh, Roger was old. It was getting yeah. a bit longer Roger than the two. Uh, it was pretty fallow for uh, Oscar winners. Um there were no musicals, pretty much, apart from Hardly. Little Shop of Horrors oh, and stuff yeah. like that. And it, was fallow, and it was a fallow time for Disney, as I think we and talked westerns. about. And westerns. Um, yes, and westerns, which Hardly haven't any. made a comeback, really, like mm. Pale Rider and Silver Rider. Silver Rider, Pale Rider, yeah. But, yeah. And, of course, um, Three Amigos. So mm. it was quite a fallow time. Um, I think the one I've seen the most, I think, it was is Chariots of Fire. Yeah. I love I love a bit. I'm a sucker for a sports thing and a, you know... Um, I think maybe the one if I said what was a bit I don't I mean I've got Rain Man is really good I love the Last Emperor and Platoon but I would probably pick I'd probably pick Chariots of Fire to be quite honest yeah fair enough I've picked Rain Man mm-hmm. and also my... Paul Warwick's favourite film of the eighties hello Paul Warwick uh. Paul Warwick is a man with um, way more social media sort of uh, followers than our two hundred and sixty odd downloads jolly good. Um, my other mentions were The Last Emperor, Platoon, and Chariots of Fire. You so you mentioned the same four as me. Or we mentioned the same four. So nice. very impressive. Now let's uh, so let's go to we sort of half talked about it earlier. Overrated. Yeah. So these are by obviously definition films that are highly regarded, particularly, uh, but you weren't that impressed. Right, I've got I've got quite a few. I mean I've got So I've got Two, but you, you do can. yours then. Okay, so I've got, and again, I thought I'm, I imagine I'll get slaughtered by the, um, the the, the passionate people about this. But I've always found Blade Runner boring. I I've, I've grown to enjoy Blade Runner, yeah. but I still find it quite a sterile. There's experience. a big bit in the middle. Near the end, uh, the bit at the end with Rutger Hauer is undeniably powerful. I understand it, that it's an amazing vision of the future. Mm. I, I understand all that sort of stuff. Mm. So I I know that's partly why yeah, they yeah. think it's great, and I understand that. But I just think the film's a bit of a hard watch. I find I find I'm not yeah I I've watched it this a, quite a few times actually now, and I've, I've never. Gone. Oh yes, it's brilliant. Although I have been moved at the end, as I say. But it is. It is that sort of film there where you feel like I have to watch it a load of times to appreciate. Yeah. It. And then okay. you wonder what the point of that is. Yeah. Because well, yeah. you shouldn't have to watch it so many times in order to get it or yeah. or to appreciate it more. Um, but I I also understand that 
uh, a film watched on a second viewing can be quite different to your first viewing. Like we talked about with Platoon, yes. which obviously in the 80s, I remember Platoon, I didn't like Platoon at all. And then years later, I watched it on telly and I thought, that's brilliant. Yeah, Why no, didn't I like it? It is a great, you great know? film. And, you know, the whole um, Tom Berenger, Willem Dafoe. Oh, he's swine, isn't he? It's a uh, wonderful, like, dynamic. Um, so what's the other one? The other one, now, again, very highly regarded, never liked it. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's on my list. Because he's an obnoxious he little is, twat. He is. <laughs> I don't like him. No, no, no. If I don't like him... And I like Matthew Broderick. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But, Matthew yeah. Broderick is wonderful in glory. But... If I don't like his character, why do I want him to succeed? No, no. I mean, he's horrible to his mate. Yeah. I mean, you could who argue... Was, who was Alan Ruck? Alan was Ruck. incredibly old when he... He was in his mid to late 20s when he made that. Really? Yeah. Really? I mean, I, I, some people argue, well, yeah, but he was trying to bring him out of himself. Yeah, yeah, by smashing up his dad's prized Ferrari. That's a yeah. brilliant thing. Um, but he didn't care about him or anything. He just wanted to do what he wanted. There's one really funny bit in it. That I like, which is it no, when, nothing to do with it. Is it when, when Jennifer, Jennifer Grey kicks, Grey kicks yeah. the crap out of kicks Jeffrey, Jeffrey Jones. Jones? Yeah, that is funny. <laughs> it's um, so wonderfully unexpected and savage yeah. uh, at the same time. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I've, I've never, and I know some people who that's their favourite film. Well, I am, I just don't care for it. I don't I like I have, it. yeah, there's a whole swathe of those which are very 80s that I did not get. I did not get Brat Pack stuff really at all. Oh, no, no, there's no. And, no, they're, but they're no. not like massively highly rated. But they were, yeah, they're not but that well regarded. I no. didn't, like John Hughes, I, I, you know, I love Planet Station Wars. I love Uncle Buck. Buck Uncle Buck, yeah, very funny. And um, so there's a few John Hughes's that I love, but I didn't get Breakfast Club no, at all. No, I didn't like them again. I didn't like the people. No. And you can't just stick a bit of Simple Minds over the end and win me over, to be quite or honest. Or put Paul Gleeson in it. Yeah, yeah. I quite like Paul Gleeson. So, Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller, for me. Uh, another one. What? I'm going to tell you now. A little hint. I know, you'll know what I'm talking about. Paul Gleeson appears in two of my top ten films yes, he will of do. the 80s. Yes, he will do. <laughs> so, um, and I know you know exactly what those I two films are. they are. But, but people, people listening may not, so let's carry on. Um, <coughs> so... Scarface. Yeah, yeah. Everyone goes. Oh, used to. Be, it's like the the yeah. go to poster on people's yeah. walls when yeah. they want to think they're looking yeah. cool. They like. Well, like or, I mean, or, or oh, I've got hard. a Che Guevara poster and a Scarface yeah. poster, yeah. and you think, yeah, I don't. It's like it's long, and it just doesn't capture my attention really. Uh, I think, I think because... De Palma was quite up and down in the yes, 80s, he was, wasn't yeah. he? Because I forgot he did Body Double. He did do Body that Double. That drill scene's ghastly. It is ghastly. That's, uh, that, that was something that spooked me, I must admit. Yeah. But then uh, he also did The Untouchables. He did The Untouchables, which is a work of... Master, it's a masterpiece. Um, okay, another film that I don't get... Now, now I love comedy, as you know, but, and I love sports movies. Caddyshack, I do not get. Oh, no, neither do I. I enjoy... You know, Bill Murray, I find reasonable. To watching it, I yep, love Bill Murray yep. generally, but I thought I just don't get what the hell everyone's on about. Yeah, yeah. Caddyshack being <clears throat> this great film. Similarly, and it's not a. Um, it came out of the um, uh, Saturday Night Live type people again, and, and I love like a lot of what they did, but I do not get the mass hysteria about the Blues Brothers. No, neither do I. Right. Never cared for the Blues Brothers. It, it's like oh, okay. I mean. I thought you said Animal House for a minute, but no, Animal House was okay. Is that in the eighties? Yeah, I thought it might be in seventy nine, eighty, probably eighty. Yeah, yeah. it's probably. But the Blues or, Brothers did not get. When was Porky's? Seventy something. I thought it might be in like eighties or nineteen eighties. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just 
Might have been because it's the young. I, I don't know why I mentioned it's the only I, thing worth watching. In I, say, I don't know. I mentioned Paul. It King. might have been the early eighties. Um, but um, and then another film, Sex Lies and Videotape. Everyone talked about. Oh, how, Soderbergh. Yeah, and I love Steven Soderbergh. And they got Laura Jean, San Giacomo. Laura in San Giacomo, yes. Spader. Andy McDowell. And yeah, I don't. I found it again I have quite seen a it. I don't. empty, cold thing. It didn't really leave an impression on me. And I, he's. I do love Steven Soderbergh. You're welcome on the show anytime. Uh, sure. you know. Top three Steven Soderbergh's. Oh, that's tough, isn't it? Mm. Out of Sight. You love Out of Sight, don't you? Out yeah. of Sight. Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Because it's just cracking entertainment. Yeah. Oh, it's tough because traffic's excellent. Traffic's good. Tough watch, but it's good. Yeah, Aaron Brockovich is good. Um, do you know what I really like Behind the Candelabra as well? Oh, yeah. Uh, Douglas, old is, Mick. Douglas is amazing, in it? Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's one I'm missing out thinking about it, but I would probably, probably Aaron Brockovich. I enjoy Aaron Brockovich. So yeah, yeah there you go. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Um, my but on the 80s, I was thinking about my directors of the 80s. Oh yeah. Talk about actors yeah. of the 80s, and you know, you've always got a nod to Spielberg because of what he did. Obviously. Yeah. But my two would be Peter Weir. Yeah. And Rob Reiner. Yeah. In terms yeah. of Bang, hit, hit. I was wondering, I think, Stand By Me. What Stand By pu- Me. He did Stand By Me, The Princess Bride. Yeah. This is Spinal Tap, When Harry Met Sally. Oh, of course, that was 89. 89. Yeah. All in the 80s. Yeah. That's the short thing, which is pretty good. And Peter Weir did Gallipoli. And did he do The Mosquito Coast? The Mosquito Coast. Witness. And Witness. And The Year of Living Dangerously. And when, when was Green Card? Was it 90? 90. Right. But you think... And Dead Poet Society. Oh, of course, eighty nine. Yes, yes. That, so those two, I, I think, were just like producing great film after great film after great film. Um, well, yeah, I mean, you only did a couple in the eighties, but that's where James Cameron became quite yeah. prominent, and I, you know, he's one of his may well may be well be in, your top in my top ten later. <laughs> Again, I know you know that what it is. I don't know what it is. Um, um, yeah. <clears throat> Okay, so that's, that's, I think that's it for my overrated. Right, yeah. Disappointments. Now, I've got one. So this is slightly different. This is a film where it doesn't matter if it was critically acclaimed or not. Mm. It was a film that you really anticipated. And it, I don't and remember it was disappointing. any specifically, because everything was exciting to me. I don't remember it being let down massively, but you may remember, have... Your one may trigger something in me. Well, I've got one, is which is Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. Superman 4, The Quest for Peace, is, I am going to talk about later in my right. uh, in my awful. Oh, um, yes, yes, yeah. yes. But yes. I, didn't have, but, I didn't have massive expectations no, for some reason. Cause, well, the third one wasn't very good, was it? Yeah, that was getting... Now, we saw that at the cinema, do you remember? Yeah. We went, it was the upstairs screen yes. two of the Odin, so that would have been 83. Yeah. And... I remember that opening sort of thing because loads of things go wrong, don't they? So a bloke sort of almost drowning in his car. Mm-hmm. Um, someone else is going to fall into something. And it's, uh, this great big sort of set piece happens at the start where he suddenly turns up and then he saves all these people. Yeah. I remember that as a kid. Yeah. Thinking, oh, this is good, this is good. But then, obviously, and I quite like Robert Vaughan. Robert, Robert yes, Vaughan's Robert, a good yeah. smarmy villain. Oh, yeah, and, uh, and um, Pamela Stevenson was a joy to look yes, at. Yes, yes, um, but, it but, was still alright, and but it yeah, was Richard still Pryor's okay. always watchable. Yeah, and, yeah. But it was still alright. But then Superman for the Quest for Peace turned up, and I think it was eighty seven, um, and they bought Hackman or back maybe as it was eighty six. Well, so, yeah, so you Hackman think, oh well, back. Hackman's because I mean, we love Gene. Yeah, but it, what, yeah, it, it was, was like, but it was like it was just ghastly. It was like, <clears throat> how can the effects be getting worse with technology? Yeah. What was it's his just, name? 
term, nuclear man. Nuke, or yeah, it was something like that. Or, or look it up while you talk about it. Yeah, it was something like nuclear man and he was or something big, like that. But a big blonde looking... sort of Dolph Lundgren type chap, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, and he didn't last very long as well, if I remember rightly. But apart from sort of talking about the state of the nuclear Earth, man, it was nuclear man. Okay. Played by Go on. Mark Pillow. <laughs> Actually, pillow, as in a pillow. (laughs) I just wanted to say, though, Mark Pillow, if you're actually listening to this, um, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the. Thank you for listening. Because I don't know. For we know, Mark Pillow could be listening to this. Jim Broadbent in it. Really? Yeah. As some bloke called Jean Pierre. I can't because it doesn't show it. Jean Pierre Du. I'm going to say Dupont. And um, yeah, Sam Wanamaker, Mario Hamm. Had a good, you know, decent cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it was still yeah. obviously it was still Christopher Reeve and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But that killed it. Superman four killed it. Yeah. It has eleven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it was awful. So so you're you've put that in your absolute balls. Oh absolute section. balls, yeah. I've got so I've got two and then we can go to yours. Yeah. If you've got any more. No, 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 yeah. Two are the same. Jaws three D Jaws oh, the Revenge. Jaws the Revenge. I, how can I have not thought of that with Michael Jaws Caine as Hoagie? You now, named your cricket bat after the Hoagie. After it's over there, in fact. Oh, no, there's Hoagie. There is Hoagie. He's sitting and, in the corner um, of the room for you people watching. Indeed, watching. it's riveting, <laughs> riveting uh, uh, listening. Um, Jaw, the, the, the worst compliment I can ever pay Jaws 3D and Jaws the Revenge is that I can watch it. <laughs> yeah, as somebody that's terrified of sharks. It yeah. is. Absolutely. I mean, and obviously, the, the whole concept of Jaws Four oh, is yeah. that the shark goes around the world to find the wife. He finds them in the. He finds them in. The, he follows her to the follows Caribbean. Her she goes on a plane, but he swims. He knows somehow yeah, knows where knows, she's going. He knows exactly. And swims around there. Yeah, yeah. So it's some sort of vendetta against the family. Uh, in fact, he has one of the one of the kids at the start. Well, the kids. He does, he's yeah, grown yeah, up now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean. Yeah, yeah. It's Michael and Michael's, Sean are the two kids. Yeah, yeah, I think it's Sean he, he wolves and again, Mike, Michael he's Sully's after. The, Sully's the joy of the first film for me. You know what I mean? Oh, when yeah, you, cool, know, cool. you, love, you fall in love with these, everyone yeah. kind of these kids. You know, that's third-rate piece of crap. That's why Jaws Revenge... Killing them off. I mean, Jaws Revenge is worse than Jaws 3D anyway. Yes. But the thing about Jaws 3D was it was a gimmick film and mm. you had the thing coming towards you and you had the teeth and flying Dennis, towards you. Dennis and um, Lewis Gossett Jr. and Simon McCorkendale. Let's not forget oh, him. Simon McCorkendale. Um, animal. Part man. Animal. Part animal. Animal. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so it was bad, but you knew it was bad. Yeah. And it was a concept film. But Jaws the Revenge, they bring back the characters. They bring back the story. And... You feel like you know, I mean, it's even it's Lorraine, Lorraine Gary is in it. Isn't she? Lorraine, yeah. Is it Gray or Lorraine Gary? Lorraine Gray. Gray. Um, so she's. In, but obviously, we can't talk about it. Mary Van Peebles. We can't talk about it without talking about Michael Caine. And, his and Michael Caine. And the story goes that Michael Caine was not at the Academy Awards in 1986 to, to, to pick to up collect for to pick up his best supporting actor Oscar for one of your favourite films, which may well be in which my top may well be later on. And so he wasn't there to pick up because the Oscar because he was filming Jaws the Revenge. Oh dear! But then when everyone I love him, whenever anyone asks him why'd you make that, he said, "Well, I bought I bought my mum yeah. my mum a house with it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Quite frankly, for the money. There's a great story. Another, I don't know if this, you'd be able to, I can't remember if this was eighties or nineties, but um, the Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, I think it was the nineties. Yeah, Bob Hoskins. I, I think, think it was Bob Hoskins. Yeah, yeah. It might have been Bob. It may have been um, Bob Hoskins' kid said to him, 
why did you make Super Mario Brothers to him? He said, I did it so I could buy you shoes. <laughs> and his kid, then, his kid, who was quite young at the time, just said, I don't need shoes that badly. I should think it's a genius. <laughs> I like that. So what else you've got in your in your in your balls collection? Mac and me. Oh yes. Oh Which, yeah, it's like an sort of an ET yeah, rip off. Yeah, it's it? so bad. It is a little. It's about eighty eight. Eighty eight. Paul Rudd. Yeah, he's not uh, in it, is he? No, uh, Paul Rudd. Whenever he goes on the Conan O'Brien show, which uh, oh yeah, just stopped, talk show, uh, chat. Yeah. but ever, ever since he's ever started going on there, he always, he thought it was always like weird that people would go on and bring clips from their movies. So he always brought the same clip from Mac and Me, which is of him going when he's wheeled this kid in a wheelchair going down and falling off a cliff into a a lake, and oh. it's just ludicrous. And he'd show that every time, and each time Conan would think because he'd set it up really well that he's going to actually talk about, it. and then he'd play that clip because it's so bad uh-huh. and that just sums up everything that was terrible about it in that one clip so if you want to look that up just that one clip you'll just just type in paul rudd mac and me and you'll show you the, the worst bit and it'll tell you everything you need to know um masters of the universe oh yeah, yeah. now there was a period where they were making sort of sci-fi i hadn't quite there was some gwildor gwildor oh no yeah yeah i had um caught but the that- that was highly anticipated because yes, it was a proper because Angela a skeletal because and everyone man, loved a bit. He Man was yeah. a real big deal when yeah. we grew up in the eighties yeah. with the cartoons but and the figures. Was, yeah, so maybe that cast is a disappointment. But then because it was like it looked victory because at the same time there was the kitsch <clears throat> Flash Gordon, which oh I've yes, seen of course. A, Wildly disproportionate amount of time yeah, for how good it yeah. is. I've seen it so many times, and I find it really enjoyable, yeah. despite the fact that it's like got yeah. so many things. You go, that's just nonsense. That was on telly the other week, yeah. and we recorded it because we think the kids will quite like the scene. They will that. like it because we watched a bit of Brian it's Blessed. Just die! Yeah. It's um, and obviously it's got. I mean, I love the, the fact that in Hot Fuzz they cast Timothy Dalton. And they wanted him to have the moustache yeah. like he has, like he has in Baron. Prince Baron <laughs> from Flash Gordon. It's, um, yeah, so Flash Gordon, but I really... And that, you think Flash Gordon was directed by Mike Hodges, who directed Get Carter. It's oh, like, really? I had no idea. Incredible choice. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's a Markaby Camp film, aren't it? Yeah. yeah it's but it's, I, top I, hole, but it, isn't yeah, it? Top hole. But I'll never get... I'll never, like, think, well, that's a really good film, but I... Always watch it. There's a few films that I've watched this incredibly disproportionate amount of times, despite the fact that I don't, you know, there's one that I don't really think is very good at all because I think Clint Eastwood had a sort of rum 80s, apart from yeah, one did, which yeah. I think was underrated, which is. Oh, well, I think, hot, that, I think that, well, it depends on which. Well, I think that's actually quite well. well yeah, but I mean, it, 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 it's under the radar. Yeah, that's what you under mean. the radar. I class underrated and under the radar as a similar kind of thing. That was close to my honourable mention. But he, um, I love, we love Heartbreak Ridge, but it's very clever. he made a lot of sort of. Guff yes. in the eighties yes. as well. Well, we've been, we've been through some of the westerns he did in the eighties as well. Yeah, yeah. Which though, none be, of those were big hits. No, and um, he did like and a, Cadillac Man and Sudden Impact Man and the Deadpool. I think was Sudden Impact in the eighties. Yeah, it yeah, it was. Yeah, Deadpool. Yeah. Deadpool. These are easily lesser Dirty Harrys. Yeah. So Firefox, boring. Firefox is the one I was getting to. I've seen Firefox so, quite a few times. Yeah. And every time it comes on, it's boring. I think, I'm, it's boring as all. <laughs> oh, it's like. Was that eighty two? Yeah, and I'm like, like I think I'm gonna, I, like you so want the guy, uh, an espionage yeah. Yeah. undercover. The, the stakes are really high. Yeah, yeah, and it sets it up really quite well, and then it's like, oh, it's really dull. Oh yeah, and yeah, so that's another. Well, that, that's that's fair enough. Oh, there's I quite can a few see films that. from the eighties that I've seen. Yeah, way more than I should. Have you got any more for balls? 
Um, have I got any more for balls? Yeah, well, we mentioned one earlier, Tango and Cash, which <laughs> is not. I still watch it. Jack Palance, the they villain. Went, they went for they, oh, they, Brian they, James. They, yeah, Brian shocking. James. They try and give them this sparky sort of almost. Um, uh, Howard Hawksy type sparky dialogue between them. They're just totally trying to um, have rapier wit, but without the wit between yeah. them the whole time. And it's and the other one, which I don't get. I might get it now, but I don't know. At the time, I found it was totally was. Despite the fact I love Kurt, was uh, Big Trouble and Little China. Oh yeah, no, no I never cared for and that. I, I've never seen it since. So those, wicker, it, those wicker baskets wicker, on their I just thought it was bonkers. Yeah, uh, all in the reflexes. Like yeah, people do. It's one of those cult films. I much preferred, and I think it's in the 80s. I really liked Overboard. I like Overboard. That. Um, well, she, she won't be listening, but there's a uh, Claire Chesworth. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was her favourite film. Yeah, I really liked Overboard. That's where they got together, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I liked Overboard. They remade it, and it was cobblers. Yes, of course. Um, guilty guilty pleasures. You got any guilty pleasures? Yeah, I, I, yeah. Well, obviously, I don't think I don't. Knew and I neither of us believe in guilty pleasures. No, no. Because yeah. You like what you like, and it's, yeah, it's, that's you know, right. And it's entirely up to you what you like. Exactly. Uh, um, in terms of my underrated list, I mean, but things like like Flash Gordon will probably go into that. Uh, Highlander, I always, always oh yeah, oh, Highlander. Yeah, but there right. are films that I find these are like ones that don't get the credit they deserve, or are under the you know, or oh, right, right. So I said Heart, Heartbreak Ridge, um, without a clue. Oh, I love that. That love is so without funny. without a clue. The chemistry between Michael Caine oh, and Ben Kingsley. Genius actors, isn't it? It's such fun. It never got anywhere near the sort of credit it deserved critically. It's like 88. People class it as a one-joke thing. That's like... It's nah, not a one-joke rubbish. Thing. Anyone who says that is just lazy. It's yeah, like That's yeah. like saying it's, it's, some yeah, like yeah, it hot is yeah, a one-joke yeah. thing. It's just it's totally not. dismissive. Yeah, it's just nonsense. It's great fun. We I quote think, it a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I did this one. I thought, get off your silly cow. Yeah. <laughs> I was just yeah, yeah so many. Um, <clears throat> I have a Bible. It's at my bedside. At my bedside. <laughs> um, you used to always add, whenever we would uh, have to ad lib anything on stage just to make oh, up yes. time, Lewis would always ad lib a bit from. Well, when we did that scene in Four Place for Course Actors, yes. we, we did, um, uh, we've done a lot of theatre in our time, and there was a bit where Cliff, as a vicar, has to try and get in. So it's basically things go wrong on purpose and all the actors are trying to improvise and Cliff's supposed to try and get through some doors and he can't and so everyone on the stage sort of improvises and sort of wastes a bit of time while Cliff tries to come around the other side and I did a quote I can't remember what you did but I did a quote from one of the films in my top ten yeah, I which know. was buy at 64 yeah Mr Valentine has set Mr. the price Mr Valentine has set the price and if you know that now you'll know what's in Lewis's <laughs> top ten um, but that is um and you'd also do the rather festive Caribbean dance. Oh, yes. And that was from Without a Clue. Yeah. Well, I think that's what I did. You did. No, you did I think that's what I did on stage. You so did I did that. the bit from Without a Clue, which is when Michael Caine's holding court. Because basically, Without a Clue is that Sherlock Holmes is a moron who is, in a, ba- who is a bad actor. Reginald hired, Kincaid. Reginald Kincaid, who's been hired to play the part by Dr. Watson, who was the real de- detective, but he wanted to get a job as a, a, a doctor at a high-profile uh, academy clinic like so he hospital. Had to, so yeah. he didn't want people to think that's what he was doing. So he invented a fictional person and, and then, then had to then get someone to play. Then there became a huge clamour for Sherlock Holmes. So he yeah. ended up writing and getting him. And it's just, but it's cracking. Yeah. Uh, Paul Freeman as Moriarty. Yes. Yeah. It's um. <laughs> when he's, he's um. They've gone to Windermere and they found some bloke had been drowned at the bottom of the lake and. They're about to leave because they were just up to, 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 to see this sort of part of the story, investigate this 
this um, incident, if you like. And um, he's talking to all these people on the train station, and uh, he's going, and such a terrible tragedy. Uh, he must have been caught in the weather, and he was brought down to his doom. Well, it's certainly been a laugh. Yeah, <laughs> and he just walks on. There's so many though. There's my opinion. Oh, yeah. This man is dead. Okay, he's a genius. He's a genius. Yeah. Um, it's um, it's great. You've never fun. seen without a clue. Do it's it. Brilliant. Remedy it now. Great fun. And, uh, and, we, and we like. We know fun. Lizzie Anthony's in it as well. She oh, is. what a joy! Dad um, used to like it. Anyway, another one that you love as well. Yeah. Running scared. Oh, I love running scared. Love running scared. Yeah. Now, you talk about That's off, everything off, off beat. but everything I know they're sport they're adversarial, but everything Tango and Cash isn't in terms of mm. witty dialogue between and two chemistry. and chemistry is you can transpose yeah. onto Gregory Hines and Billy Crystal. And Billy Crystal was electrifyingly good. Yeah. yeah. So funny. Um, it, it is really, really good. It's one again, that's definitely one of those films that people a lot of people wouldn't have heard of. Yeah. Um nineteen eighty six, really funny. A sort of a cop thriller comedy with um, Jimmy, Jimmy Smith is Jimmy the villain, Smith's isn't it? Yeah. Julio, right? So. Definitely worth it. That is that is great fun. Dave and I used to do that a lot. Yeah, yeah. We used to do the bit well, when we still do. Yeah, we used to do uh, Gregory Hines get, knocks on the door after the kid's been doing rude gestures yeah. to him, and he goes, "Yes," and gives them the bird <laughs> to the kids. Gives them the bird. Yeah. But um, Roadhouse. Yes, I could watch Roadhouse all day, every day. I think, and I'm sure you think as well, Roadhouse is the perfect Friday night film. Absolutely cracking. I love Roadhouse. And it's got it's terrible, it's got terrible rate, but it's, yeah. it's lived on and it's become appreciated over the years. Yeah. And it, everybody watches it. It's, just, it's great entertainment. Absolutely great so, entertainment. So for my category, so I put it as guilty pleasure, but you're absolutely right. Mm. Um, it's got nothing to do with being guilty at all. It's what you like. Yeah. I meant it more about films that weren't necessarily oh, no. yeah, yeah, acclaimed yeah. or people have forgotten yeah. about. Um, I had two down. One was Roadhouse. Yeah. Another one was Clash of the Titans. Oh, I love Clash. Yeah, we really enjoyed Clash of the Titans. And we grew well. up with that, didn't we? Yeah, we. Totally that would have been nineteen eighty-one. I think. Yeah, I could still watch that. If yeah. that's on telly, you think? Oh, I'm watching it. I'm I'm down for that. But you mentioning, um, without a clue, and running scared. Definitely, if you haven't seen those films, I think I I would recommend you have a look at them because they are they are terrific films. Yeah. Um, in got... our opinion obviously your opinion is yeah, yours yeah. that's the whole point Is it's all about opinions you, you can't well, we've said this we, we've been raised a certain way yeah and you've been you know uh, and the when friends you our... make the, the, the experiences you have yeah. things that mean something to you at a certain time in your life all mean that you're yeah. everyone's different and when we do our list it's always it's our list not yours so there's there's a one famous film that I've not seen that I did try and get hold of okay. that wasn't one of the ones you've mentioned because I've forgotten that? Oh, because I wanted to see say American Werewolf in London, The Thing. Oh yeah, The Thing is everyone really, really rapes, and I like The Thing. Claire watched it because she thought it would be great, to, and she couldn't get over how dated some of the effects. Oh like, really? When, when it yeah, mutated, yeah. when the dog mutated. The dog, yeah. yeah. Um, I just said you got to let that go. You got to let that go. You need to understand and, um, it was that time. Yeah, yeah. It's a product of the time. Um, but it is a very good film. Yeah, so I've never seen it. Yeah. Right then. So let's go to our, our lists. Okay. Honourable mentions, of which there are a lot. So oh, we're, we're going to have lot. to sort a skirt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what you're going to do, you're going to tell me some of your honourable mentions, and I'll tell you if they are also in my honourable mentions. Right, there's, there's, I'm just going to rattle through them, and then you can pick a few to talk about. Yes. Okay, Okay. these are this one. The first one that I'm devastated I didn't get in my ten, in terms of, it used to be my favourite film, and I still love it. 
is no way out. I'm surprised that's not in. I no said to way Helen out last night. Is my last night I said to Helen, thriller of the eighties. I know what his number one's going to be, and I also think he's going to put no way out in because that's interesting. It is interesting. That just shows how tough it, it is. is. So, it's, and that's that would be eleven, right? I think. But and now, Stand by Me never made it. Now I'm wondering what number ten is. Well, Stand by <laughs> Me didn't make it. Yep, yeah, that Stand by Me was on my list of honourable. Mississippi Burning, which I think is great. Empire Strikes Back, Trading Places, yep. Lethal Weapon. Beverly Hills Cop, yep. Manhunter, which I love, Manhunter, uh-huh. um, Roxanne, Spinal Tap, When Harry Met Sally, The Naked Gun, which gag yeah. for gag is as funny that, as anything I've ever seen. Yeah, that really does make me laugh. Gallipoli, which is, is a wonderful, wonderful, yep. powerful wolf, Back to the Bloody Future, yep. Bull Durham, The Terminator, The Big Easy, A Fish Called yep. Wonder. These are yep. all aliens. Didn't make yep. it in. Heather's Big. With Nail and I, Fabulous Baker Boys, Stakeout, which is another crap. I love Stakeout. Again, that's another one to watch. And Branner's Henry V. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is fantastic. They didn't make it in. No. And it's like, how the hell did I not get them in? No. I could, that guy well, could just, do it just shows, doesn't it? just shows. So, Any of those? Quite a few of those were on mine. I, my little list here, because I whittled it down. I had, a, I had to have a sub list of almost. Yeah, yeah. I had a big longer list. Things like things that didn't make this cut were things like Moonstruck. Yeah, like um, Moonstruck I've got written down as well. So, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yeah. Nearly made it in. Crimes and Misdemeanors. Oh, that, I've got that as well. But I thought I'd, I'd listen Nearly to made it in. Yeah. Fish Called Wonder. Fish Called Wonder. You're going to kill me. Kevin Field of Klein. Dreams. I won't kill you. I know you won't. I know you won't. That's <laughs> fine. The Untouchables. What? Yeah, I don't think I've got your favourite one of the eights. No, no. Oh, no. I, you were. You, you, um, the Big Easy and Glory. See, Glory yeah. was close. Glory, yes. Right then. Let's go. Now, this is going to be fun. So, by the sounds of it, you've also mentioned quite a few that's in my ten. So, your ten and my ten are going to be quite different, which is really quite exciting. So... If you can fire away with 10 to 6, and then we'll fire take away. Number 10. This is, no, yeah, all credit to this. Because this one, Oh, yes, this, this is the one. battle with one. all those films I've seen. Dangerous Liaisons. Yep, yep. Which I think is just about perfect in terms of... He's so... Uh, he's so good in that role. He's absolutely wonderful. But Glenn Close is magnificent. She's, and yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer, the tormented writer, is not a showy role at, no. in any way. And she's... Perfect in it. That terrific the, vulnerability she yeah, shows. But the direction by Stephen Frears, the music, the look of it, the, uh, it's just the way it there's, finishes at the with way when she's just peeling the makeup off at the end. Then there, close there's a line. They all just turn each other. Yeah, it's brilliant. There's a line in it that I, I really love, which is when he's written the letter and mm. he's walking with it and he says, I feel that she is inches from surrender. Yeah, there's so many. And, and he says, her eyes are closing. are closing. Yeah. And the way he says it, and it's like, oh. It's because I didn't know much about the him. The only thing about it is that time. Keanu Reeves is a wet fish, but um, yeah, but, yeah, but and I don't understand the Chevalier ju- I, don't, I don't really understand the duel considering that he's having it away with Glenn Close. It was so just a, it was he a, can't really it was an, complain. Yeah, ludicrous honour thing, thing going on that they used to have. No, no fair but, enough, fair but, enough. Um, and Swoozy Kurtz is brilliant. I mean, the whole bit when he's getting the key, the key is terrific. Just by I use that now if I ever was to do any skullduggery, you just got to look calm and walk backwards. Really. <laughs> yeah, walk backwards. No panic, just walk out slowly backwards. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, so that's ten. Right. Number nine, as you said, I've left out the man. Uh, the, sorry, the, I just told you what it was. Then I left. Yeah, out, okay. Yeah, I know. What you're I left out the Naked Gun. I left out Fish mm. Wonder. I left out Spinal Tap. 
but because my I had to I put a comedy in there and I put the man with two brains. Yeah. Because it's always just made me raw from start <laughs> yeah. to finish. Doctor How Far. Just, just any sign. Just any kind of sign. I'll be on the lookout for it. The whole bit with the girl, the little girl. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Anesthesiologist. You thought, you thought. Yeah. Just go. Anesthesiologist uh, <laughs> is a rhetoric on the number and just talks to her like complete jargon, and she just parrots it straight back to him, and then does a diagnosis. She's like five. <laughs> it's like brilliant. Get the cat uh, out of here. Get that cat out of here. <laughs> uh, when are you scheduled to have your fingers removed from your face? It's just got so many uh, lines. Um, who are you calling a scum queen or just some scum some queen? scum queen? You just getting up, yeah, just getting up, and he's taking his trousers down and then pulls them straight back up. <laughs> it's like I can work around it. There's so much oh, 20th yeah. century Indian yeah. rubber vase. It's I could do yeah. all of it. I thought you were going to put Roxanne in. I love Roxanne as well. I mean, I, I, I knew, I knew, you, I knew you loved Steve. I, I oh, thought I mean, that you'd have picked but, Roxanne. No, I've always, <laughs> I've always had a soft spot because Rick Rossovich actually appeared in two or three. Very famous yeah, films yeah, in the yeah, 80s. Yeah. Obviously, let's not forget The Terminator and Top Gun. Top Gun. Um, yeah, we, um, Slider. But Man With Two Brains edges it for me in terms yeah, of... Yeah, no, it's I, fine. Uh, uh, yeah. Totally understand. Number eight. Eight. I've left out Lethal Weapon. Yeah. I think I love Lethal Weapon. It's an amazing film. Uh-huh. Because, but I put in Die Hard. Die Hard, yeah. Die Hard is just a work of genius. I remember when I, I first think... saw it and I, it's just... Yeah. I think that there are two or three films in this list that you could easily argue that are the best of their type. Of their type. Of which Die Hard is one of them. Yeah, I've got one of the... I, I could consider it to be the best of its type later on in my list. Yeah. Um, Die Hard, yeah. There's not much needs to be said about Die no. Hard. It's right. just spectacularly good. Yeah, um, And it wouldn't have been as good if you didn't have such a terrific villain. Um, oh, no. And that sort but of... I, something I was going to talk... My villain of the 80s oh, yeah. would be, this is a left-field one, Kurtwood Smith. Oh, yeah. What, Robocop, Robocop or Dead Poets Society? And Dead Poets Society. They're two totally different villains, and I they loathe are. him in both. What, do you know what was interesting is that Paul Verhoeven said when he cast Robocop in 87, mm. he deliberately picked two actors in the villain roles that Ronnie were Clarkson. not yeah. villains. They'd never yeah. been villains and before. Never, and the thing is, yeah. and as a yeah. result, and I've said, never seen, yeah. I've never... I've never seen Ronnie Cox or... Well, he's uh, in Beverly Hills Cop. I know, yeah. but I don't really see them in, in, in the other way because he became properly good. No, villain. that's it. Yeah. And then he's in but Total Recall. Total Recall as a villain, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so so before he cast them in that, in those mm. roles, they had never been villains in anything. And so... And aren't they that terrific villains? Brilliant. I mean, <laughs> I even find him more horrible in Dead Person's Eye than I do in oh, Clarence yeah. Bodiker. Because there's that Robert. tragedy about it, isn't it? Was Clarence yeah. Bodiker's just horrid. And it's his utter refusal to accept any responsibility for what's happened. It's, um, yeah. Um, number seven on my list yep. is, which we alluded to earlier, Hannah and her sisters. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. I, I, I just think it's just... I knew you'd get a Woody in. Joyous, though. You love I mean, it, isn't it? Is that the one when he's a hypochondriac? Yeah. Yeah. Funny. Funny enough. But it's Michael Caine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. Michael Caine. The, Mike, the whole Michael Caine story is, is brilliant. Uh, so it's is got Max von Sydow in it and um, Barbara Hershey. Barbara Hershey. Mia he, fall, he falls for Barbara Hershey. He's married to Mia Farrow. He falls for Barbara Hershey. And it's got a brilliant performance by Diane Weist as the third sister. Is Hannah Mia Farrow? Yeah. yeah Hannah yeah, is Mia Farrow. Yeah. I find it the most incredibly intelligent funny it's got everything drama pathos it's 
my, you know, out of the ones that aren't pure comedy, it's my go-to. Yes, yeah, so I see what you mean. Because, I mean, yeah. you know, you can't really, how can you compare that to Love and Death, which is genius, oh, yeah. or Sleeper. Sleeper. You can't, they're, they're totally different, but um, that's my, it's my favourite. Lovely. I love it. Number six is, you have mentioned it, Just Missed Out, Glory. Glory, yeah, lovely. I, I think oh, I cry so about in, seven times. So intense. I cry about. when they all turn up the next morning when they think they, they've, been oh, told, yeah. they've been told that they will not be treated the same if they get captured. They'll be killed outright. Yeah. And they, they, all the, the, it's about the first black regiment. Yeah, in, true uh, story. Yeah. yeah, based on true story. Yeah. In the American cast. Civil War. Denzel Washington is mind-boggling. The bit when he's being whipped is probably yeah. the best three minutes or two minutes or whatever of just a performance a you'll ever see. tear coming down. It's like, yeah. the man's got some, Morgan he's got Freeman. some gifts. Uh, and then the when they hear who's going to take the flag and I will and then yeah. it's just so if many if you men will, will take no pay then none of us none will. of us will there's that it's so many moments where you just are lifted from your toes it's unbelievably good uh, and a proper proper male weepy yes yeah uh, so that's my six wow <clears throat> very impressive I like it okay. I like it so, mine, number 10, is Back to the Future. Yep, which I'm devastated I didn't put Again, in. Again, as good a film as, as, good a type, film as, as you're going to get. So well written. We don't have to talk about a lot of these because I know that most people listening will know these films and they know um, and they'll understand what we're talking about, although we can talk about why we like them so much. Yeah. But it's just so well written. You didn't need two and three. I mean, two and three, no, two of them are good. Two of them are very good. Yeah. I just mean, but... It, yeah, it, 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 it's a, it can stand alone yeah, yeah. very happily um, so clever um, a really good villain um, properly engaging good, properly good villain he's I mean he just he's not done a lot besides being Biff no and I think and he's, he's really funny have you ever cheap. seen that thing on yeah, YouTube where he sings the, the song? song yeah he did a stand up career about it but he's so good I mean he's, he's a really, very good at playing stupid and yeah, bombastic I mean he's really good as Mad Dog Buford Tanner oh he's terrific yeah, he's really one. got comedy yeah. chops then Yes, and um, but yeah, shoot you down like a duck. Back to the future is brilliant. Yes, yeah. Number nine is Midnight Run. Midnight Run, name of the podcast. Name of the podcast. Now, I should say at the start of this, my top ten: number one and number two were fine. Mm -hmm. Number three to number eight, I could have thrown a blanket over it. Yeah, yeah. I know that was very difficult. One and two were completely nailed on for me as well yes I'll be interested to see what your number two is but I know what your number one is yeah. but um, anyway so Midnight Run as I'm sure you've got it in yours or at least I imagine you have because you yes, haven't I mentioned well it because you haven't mentioned it yes um, is so well done the chemistry again, between the two time, the greatest yeah road movie yeah. kind of thing you will ever get so many bits we quote Charles Grodin is his finest hour uh, Robert De Niro story. is just brilliantly funny. Yafet Koto. So is Yafet Koto, and so is um, Joe Pantoliano. Is great. Um, um, yeah, is that um, Serrano? Oh no, Serrano. Dennis Farina. Dennis Farina. Dennis, Dennis Farina. Farina. Oh, brilliant! Dennis Farina used to be a cop. He really? Was, yeah, and then he got cast in Manhunter. Wow. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah. obviously he's had a great career. He's like in and out of sight and yeah. all kinds of things. So, but, so I, I think there's so many Jimmy's great. Yeah. I mean, one of my favourite ever scenes, and you'll know this, yes. is in Midnight Run. It's, it's when they go to the the the, the, the litmus the, configuration, the bar, and Charles Grodin impersonates an FBI officer yeah. just to get some money. And he's and so wonderfully deadpan. 
Yeah. Can you explain to me exactly what the last person who yeah. passed the twenty dollar bill looked like? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tall. Uh, about six feet tall. Six four. Um, dark brown hair. Light color. Sounds like a man. <laughs> That's just it. Genius. <laughs> it just different. Yeah. Uh, it's, Have you ever seen any strange people around here? No. You live around here. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's um. See, so I'm already thinking. That should be higher on my list, but there we go. It's so, it's... The, 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 oh, and we haven't mentioned John Ashton. Oh, yeah, John Ashton. John Ashton is, is Marvin Dorfler. Because John Ashton is, 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 is obviously famous from Beverly Hills Cop. He's yeah. Taggart and Beverly Hills Cop. But he is so, so good as um, Marvin. Marvin Dorfler. Watch your cigarettes with this guy, it's, Jack. See, even in the space of talking oh. about it now... We've quoted five or six bits, and, and that quote, is the measure. My, my and we can do it. I so think many my favourite moment in it is when we're not going to swear on this, but it's no. when he's pretending. Oh, yes, I will shoot him and I will dump him in the thing swamp. Yes, and then he just gives him a little yeah, nod yeah. and says, "No, I don't mean it." No. It's brilliant. Yeah. And um, and I quite often go, "Walsh, you son of a bitch!" Uh, and also, it's got your favourite what in it as all, of all time. You lied to me first. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's um. Anyway, that's just watch yeah. it, then you'll know what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? I've really enjoyed just talking about that. I hadn't thought, I didn't expect to talk so so much about that and so well, enthusiastically. That's the name of the podcast. It's just so good. Number eight, trading places. I can't believe I didn't put trading places in. No, I'm surprised you didn't actually. I love trading places. Um, trading places is so well done, so funny. I think the two stories are equally interesting. Yep. And fun, so because yeah, quite often you go quite, from one yeah, to the other, yeah, thing. Oh, yeah. I wish and you think, oh no, no, I was more, I was more oh, enjoying I this find one. That happens in Empire Strikes Back. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. I mean, Empire Strikes Back is a great film, but every time it's with Harrison, you think this is cracking. And then every time it's with Luke, the train from Yoda, stuff. yeah, it's, oh, it's, yeah. Eh, it's flagging a bit. Yeah. <laughs> no disrespect. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's still good. It's still so, good. <laughs> um, Paul Gleason is uh, Clarence Beeks, who is yep. the man who's hired to basically set up. He has got. Dan banging line character. after banging line. Pretty much everything he says is funny. Um, and he says it so sort of straight as well, which makes it yeah, so yeah. much better. The, the delivery is very um, intense. Um, and two properly, Ralph, Ralph Bellamy properly and good Michi villains. Brilliant. In fact, this is interesting. Last night we watched it. Helen's never seen it before. So I, I said, so oh. I was talking about the stuff we, we could watch and she watched it and we thought, yeah, it was really good. She really enjoyed it. Can't knock, can you really? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do that all the time as well. Yeah. When you walked in here, yeah. you was crying like a pussy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's because they threw tear gas in my face. That's all that. Yeah. All that. The quarter yeah. blood technique. Quarter blood is technique. genius. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Those men were trying to have sex with me. Again, it's a brilliant performance for Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd, yeah, really. Fabulous. Because he's quite sort of snooty at the start. Yeah, but he? you still. But he's still not. He's totally yeah. obnoxious. You yeah. feel you like him. And that's a real gift. Yeah. Number seven, you've already mentioned it just a minute ago, is The Empire Strikes Back. Uh-huh. Well, it is a great... It is great. It is. It's the, I mean, you know, I say, when I say it flags... With I you, know, I totally, nothing, I, mean, I totally understand what you're saying about the training with, with Yoda. It does flag a bit. But in spite of that... But the Han, the Han Solo bit... The rest of it is oh. just... It's just genius. And, and it is the best, probably the best... Mm. Star Wars. Oh, no, yeah. no, well, well, no, no, no. I prefer the first Star Wars. Oh, well, actually, the first one I grew up with. I so. think, I think, if they were all in the same decade, I may mm. have picked Star Wars. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But it is really good character stuff, and Harrison Ford is is Look, just brilliant in it. He is brilliant in it. Yeah. 
And it had that massive bombshell in the in the cinema. And that is, that was and when bombshell. That is still the, yeah, the yeah, bombshell of all bombshells. You'd never get away with that now. That's you'd never the, get away you'd with never it never got, I don't think there's ever been a bigger bombshell. They even said that when they filmed it, they filmed it with a different line. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They said, "I killed your father." Yeah, yeah. Because I remember Mark Hamill not long ago. Well, I watched him on YouTube, and he said that when they watched it in the cinema as a as a premiere, he was sitting next to Harrison Ford, mm. and when they do that line. Harrison Ford then turned to him and says, hey, kid, how did you keep that away from this life? Yeah. So he didn't know. Harrison yeah. Ford didn't know until um, until they actually well, saw it's still, it. It's, it's the benchmark, isn't it, for, yes. for a plot to oh, yeah, reveal. Yeah, yeah. Um, so number six is Die Hard. Yeah, well, it's... A, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I feel like we should talk about it more, but I think if you haven't seen it, then what, where the hell have you been? Yeah, um, but... The the best action type film of its time, and obviously it's so good that so many films were made afterwards in a similar vein, yeah, trying to put people in the trying you know, to capture like, that in magic, enclosed, but under siege, put it on a boat. Yes, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, people. Well, try. lots of them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, lots of them. Where sort of someone against the odds. Yeah, I was going to having do well, to duff up. Wrote a sketch which never saw the light of day because that's what I do. Uh, we're going to be Die Hard on a bus. Um, well, we did Die Hard in a Mini, didn't we? Film Die yeah, Hard. Yeah, we did do a Die Hard in a Mini. Oh, we did. Oh, I forgot we, we did filmed film Die Hard yeah, in a Mini. Yeah, yeah. We should do that. Again. Like early 90s. But again, it's like ninety three. At the 94? time, it was like fresh. Yeah. Um, where obviously he's there hiding in a mini. So I was a villain, and the villain can't find him in there. Yeah, I seem to remember Anthony Wallbank going nothing here, sport, for some reason, as one of the terrorists. And Dagger was the was. He'd always try and take on Bruce an accent. You got to love funny. Um, yeah, we had, we, had, we had him jumping off the top of. I remember the car that with with a, with, a th- with a bit of hose, hose round his waist yeah, to recreate. <laughs> The, the whole concept being that it was obviously a ludicrously small space to do something. So, but um, you know. yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, so that's my that's my ten to six. Okay, so, so back to you. Number, number five. five. Witness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is my is just a, be- a beautiful thriller and a beautiful love story at the same time it's just got so oh, much yeah and it's definitely forbidden love isn't yeah, it yeah but it's well. got so much it's so much going on uh, it's thrilling when it needs to be it's gripping he's never been better no Oscar nominated yeah should have won that Kiss sorry, of the Spider Woman won that instead John Hurt um, yeah. sorry, William, William Hurt William Hurt not yeah. John Hurt yeah and um I forgive you. Oh, yeah, oh, no, you know, Peter really. Weir at his best. Music's mm. beautiful. Oh, the barn. The barn raising scene. Is yeah, yeah. Such a I mean, beautiful Young Viggo Mortensen in there, in the barn moment. He's the one who's having the house raised for him. Is he? Yes, Viggo Mortensen is the one getting married. What's his name, the chap? Uh, um, um, Carl. Oh, um, Alexander Goodenough. Goodenough, that's it. That's oh, who also appears in Die Hard. Yes, as, as Carl. As yeah. Carl, yeah. yeah, yeah he is, I knew if I said Carl, you knew yeah, what I meant. Yeah. yeah. What's he called in that? Um... I remember Hotliner Daniel Daniel Hotliner I think is his name okay it's um, not our way but it's my way oh the bit when he yeah just duffs over the bullies in the, and it gives away where he is I love the, the whole bit where I love the phone call who else knows about this just I love you the and phone I call the when he stuff. says to him I'm coming for you yeah yeah and he and he says it so much that the villain actually puts the phone down doesn't yeah. he yeah and the whole bit oh I, I didn't draw breath the whole bit when he's in the grain side in the grain side yeah and yeah the, no, um, it is. It is really good. I understand Danny that. Glover. Danny Glover's a villain. <clears throat> yeah, it's a oh, it's a beautiful film. So then I I love it on so many levels. Number four, The Princess Bride. Yeah, yeah. Which is Do we quote many films more than that? Well, we quote a lot of films, but no, no. 
Um, so funny. I wouldn't go swimming for an hour. An hour. No, I said that the other week to the kids. I said, I love the fact that, because Ava watched yeah. it not long ago, because Will had seen it before, he wanted yeah, to watch yeah. it, and they watched it with Ava when I was away. And I said, you know, about the fact that they give him this pill and they bring you back to life and... And you, yeah, you shouldn't go swimming for like like an hour. Oh, <laughs> like, that's what they're telling you not to it's do. So good, but Carrie Elwes is astoundingly good. Oh, he's good. terrific in there. So, I mean, Robin Wright's beautiful. Their, their favourite character Mandy in Patinkin it was um, Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant's wonderful in it. And um, did I forget, forget to mention your job is at stake? Wallace Shawn didn't. Um, yeah, <laughs> thought he was going to get fired every day. Apparently on that. I mean, did he? He's brilliant in it. And, and you mentioned Bob Reiner, yeah. Rob yeah. Reiner, um, Rob Reiner, in the middle of his run of just hit after hit. Yeah. But Chris Sarandon's a really good villain. Good villain. And uh, the bloke, oh, the bloke, oh, you mean this guy? Oh, this guy. <laughs> um, it's, oh, I mean, again, you can quote it from start so to much, finish. So much, so much. If you because think it's, it's just some sort of from... fantasy love story, then you are wrong. It is, it has all it those elements. So and funny. It satirises so much as well. It's so funny. It's so yeah. funny. Peter Cook's in it. And Mel Smith's in it. Oh, yeah. It's got, yeah, to be honest, you're absolutely right. We could sit here and quote loads of it all the time, but we need to move on. Yes, but we need to so move on. So I understand that, Princess Bride, number four. Number, number three. three. Midnight Run. Hey, brilliant. I like the fact that it's, so, it's up there. Uh, As I said, you could throw a blanket over yeah, mine. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you could on mine. My, my top two are the two that I knew. Yes, and I know what your two are going to be now. Right, okay. Well, listen, I, I'm pretty yeah, sure. I think you're pretty sure. Pretty sure. Okay, two, so we, won't talk, we don't need to talk about that. So, Midnight Run, we've already done yet. Number, number two. two. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Which would be number one. If it weren't for the fact that my favourite film of all time is also is also in the eighties, yeah. Because Raiders of the Lost Ark is the greatest action adventure film that has ever been made or will ever be made. It's just unbelievable. The only one that can hold a candle is right, maybe the Adventures of Robin Hood. From oh yeah, back. yeah, Errol, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just is. It just goes so fast. But you think right the pace in terms is of brilliant. set pieces. I mean, he's wonderful in it anyway. But there's a set piece you think it's the bit at the beginning, which is amazing with with the game yeah, yeah. with the idol, yeah, and then. You go straight into the uh, Nepal and he has the big bar fight, which is unbelievable bar fight in there. Oh, that's a great, great fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah with Ronald and Lacey. Then, and then there's that. the fight in the marketplace in Cairo. Yeah, that punch is brilliant. With the punch. And also the greatest single yeah. moment in yeah. the history of cinema where he shoots yeah. the guy with the sword. And of course, the backstory that, to that back is brilliant. Is they all had dysentery. Yeah, yeah, they, were, they, they were all, <laughs> they were all ill. He had a terrible temperature. He was supposed to fight the bloke in a proper fight and he just said, can I just shoot him? The only and, and person said, that didn't get ill and that was Steven Spielberg because he just took tins of beans. Because he took, he took tin food from the UK. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. they filmed it in Tunisia, didn't Tunisia, they? That, yeah, yeah. Bits. But, oh, yeah. but then there's that fight and you think, oh, that's an amazing fight. And then you forget there's the bloody truck chase which is the greatest... Oh, that stunts. The stunts are, cause the stunts are properly done. Yeah, yeah. Because nowadays, like well, as we know, in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull when they do that stuff in the jungle stuff, a lot of that's CGI. Yeah. A lot of that's absolute touch whereas yeah. in Raiders the bit when he's like going underneath yeah, the, yeah. the they truck dug a, like, they dug a trench yeah, underneath they, for they the guy did, they did proper stunts but really. also I've skipped over just getting to the truck chase I've skipped over the bit when they go into the um, where they escape from the Well of Souls which is brilliant Snakes. and then the bit with the fight the, the fight plane, with the plane yeah which is unbelievable and then you think that's quite grisly as well yeah, with, yeah, the, yeah. with the propeller yeah same man in the film twice yes that's who, right who gets... and he's also in um Temple of Doom, isn't he? He's the yeah, big lad yeah. in the Temple of Doom. He's the big lad in the Temple of Doom. He gets, gets crushed by the thing because his turban but gets it's caught. The, so set piece after set piece is just incredible. And um, and then the, the finish. Marion, what Marian, a great character. What a great character John Rhys Davis is a great character. But then the, And the finish, the whole concept, they've gone through all that and the thing just gets, what an ending yeah. when it gets put into the warehouse. In a big warehouse, yeah. And you think, oh, the music, 
it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the only film that is the family a family favorite because it's the only film we ever. Dad rented it when it came out. We had a Betamax at the time. We did, and it, we had it on Betamax. We yeah. watched it. We rewound it. And we watched it again. Yeah. It is the only film that's ever happened when the family we watched it twice in a row, all of us. <laughs> and um... I remember when was it? Was Dad alive, or had he just died? It was one of his. We watched Raiders. Yeah, he again. was because we rewatched Family Favorites yeah. as he was because he had cancer, and we uh, we would watch Family Favorites. That yeah, was the first one we picked. The first yeah, one we picked so was we watched those. We watched it upstairs in the bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he, could, order, he was, he was, that was yeah, they were family favorites of his. Um, I think his favorite film of the 80s would have been Stand By Me, yeah, he loved that, yeah. Um, okay, I absolutely breaking. understand, um, I think it is perfect. So let's move on to number one. No, I know what it is, yeah, but no one else, I imagine, will well, know they what might, it is. I mentioned it in earlier. No, oh, you did in the, in the first one. Uh, it's just special to 1989. me. 1989. A lot of my... So if you look at my list, it's not like a quintessentially... They're just timeless, I think, a lot mm-hmm. of these. And it is Field of Dreams. Uh, it meant so much to me then. It means even more to me now. Didn't they recreate about, it not long ago? They, they, did they actually a, had a, a proper baseball, baseball game. Kevin Costner came, came, out out the, the he came out of the field. Amazing. Um, and I don't believe in anything like that. No, no. But it's, but that's not, not the point, it's not is about it? that. It's completely irrelevant. It's about fathers and sons. It's about going after dreams. Yeah, and, yeah. But it's but it, it, none of that would work if it wasn't funny and it wasn't moving and it wasn't in, uh, interesting and intelligent. It, it's all of these things. The soundtrack's great. It's beautifully directed. It evokes magic and mystery in me. I remember the first time I watched it, Mum and Dad had watched it before me and had rented it and I wanted to watch it. And we watched it again. I watched it again the next morning and they walked in for the last 20 minutes and we all blubbed like mad mm. with the dad at the end. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, but you want to have a catch? Yeah, yeah. What um, what you've just said there, I think, perfectly encapsulates why we love the cinema. Yeah, that magic that you feel from watching it. Yeah, doesn't matter if you believe what you're watching in the sense of, you know, if Craig Howell was here, Craig he'd probably say that would never. Yeah. Um, it is how it makes you feel, and you go with it all the way through. Well, it's absolutely they, genius. I think it's perfect from start to finish. And I was going to say when you were talking about the video store earlier yes. I was going to tell the story then but I thought well, I'll save it because otherwise it gives nice. away a bloke brought in Field of Dreams and said it wasn't working the tracking wasn't working so what you used to do is you used to nip into the back oh, yeah. Did the you back room to... and, adju- and play it on the video in the office Yeah, where you couldn't, they couldn't see you because it was quite a quiet little shop it was just in the, in a in a garage, so there was someone serving the pumps anyway so it's not like you, I just left the shop but you walk into the office and I put it in and it played fine not, it wasn't quite the moment that Marcus had with the, the sex scene playing. <laughs> but as soon as you hear his voice, my name is Ray Kinsella, it's an Irish name, and he starts doing the, the whole monologue, the, the narration at the start. I watched all of it. Not the, whole, <laughs> not the whole film, not the whole film, but right up until, if I'd, until I heard the voice, I'd never done a crazy thing in my whole life. I watched all that bit because it's the most perfect setup to a film. And then it's got the most perfect end with the cars all turning up. Oh yeah, people will just, come right. So when a film is perfect at the beginning and perfect at the end and perfect in the middle, it's that's it. That's it. <laughs> well, yeah, they're fair enough. Yeah, fair, fair enough. enough. Um, okay. To be honest, I, I feel like I should have put it in my ten down. I feel, as you said, our lists are our lists. Yeah. Getting anything into the ten, but is everything we've said very could be in a ten. Difficult. In the ten, the, yes. all of our near misses could be in the ten. And, yes. And. Gonna feel guilt in the way or which way. Yeah. 
Okay. So, number five for me is Dangerous Liaison. Which I knew that would be in your ten. I mean, I know you love it. I think I know what's going to be really much higher up as well. I know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I imagine you can And I haven't put up. it in my ten I felt bad about it because I still no. love it. But I, no. know, I thought it's definitely in yours. Yeah, so, yeah. It's, okay. It's, so, it's, Dangerous yeah. Liaisons, yes. Yeah, we've already talked about it. Yeah. So that's fine. Number four is The Princess Bride. Again. Didn't you have that at four as well? I did have it. So is that officially the fourth? Uh, four. So yeah. It's fourth officially best the fourth the best film of the eighties. So yeah. well done, Rob. I like and, the fact uh, that we we, we generally have one or two. Yeah, we do. That I think we have two or three in the three, in the animated. Yeah. Yeah. So again, we've talked about it. Marvelous. Number three is Aliens. I, I knew you'd have Aliens. Uh, I love Aliens as well. It is such a roller coaster. It is. I mean, I remember the so bit. Intense. You know the bit when they've just been attacked and they all pile back into the. The, the car thing. The, the car thing. Mm. And the music's driving yeah. and driving. And I, I, that's, James that's, Warner. Again, yeah. my benchmark. I went, this is brilliant, out yeah. loud. <laughs> and it's just so... It grips you like a vice. It's like relentless. Yes, I think that was... Um, it just, from the start to the end, you feel like you've been on... You, I, I find it exhausting yeah. watching it. Because you're you're so wrapped but also in. it looks so amazing for 86. Yeah, The effects yeah. are amazing. Well, do you know what? It's interesting... I remember reading somewhere that um, he had he filmed it here. Yes, and he had huge trouble because obviously we filming have, it. Yeah, cause here because here we have, have uh, these set rules about yeah. you. You, Cup of you, tea. you stop here. We're finished there, and he wanted to keep filming because that's yeah. his style. And he had such trouble with them. And they sometimes I think they went on strike. And he's, he's, mm. he was, so what he said to them is because they'd never heard of it, and he said, "Oh, well, I made this a, a, another film." Please watch it and see if you, you know, if you like give it. Me. And it was the Terminator, yes. and they didn't watch it. Which we haven't really mentioned too much. Either. No, we didn't. Obviously, from the eighties, like absolutely. Right. Um, and but they didn't watch it, mm. and so he had to. He was at loggerheads with them for ages, and they managed to make the film. Um, that's why there's a lot of British actors in it, mm. or people based in. Well, Britain. yeah. Um, the technology, the uh, the expertise was all here, and it was only yeah. afterwards when when they watched it that the crew people said, "Oh, actually, that was really good. <laughs> really liked it." Um, it's... But and remember, he was really unknown at the time, and he he was very brave because he he wrote the film mm. himself, and he's taken a film which was a a standalone horror, one alien, claustrophobic, no weapons, um, and he turned that into an action film. Yeah, and the 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 pressure on his shoulders, even especially for an unknown, perhaps he'd got away with it then because it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. That, perhaps, you, but I reckon you wouldn't have got away with it now. But to completely change it round, and it worked so well. It is. It is. It's amazing. And Paul Reiser's a weasel in it. Oh yeah, uh, terrific but, but weasel. Got, you know, uh, it's it's fabulous. She got Oscar nominated for best actress for that. You know, as she damn well should. Um, but really, yeah, really intense film. Um, I must get Helen to watch that. But I reckon I probably won't get get to watch Alien first. Um, so that's that. So that's number three. Yeah. Two left. And as I said earlier. One and two, yeah. Well, I think I, know, wrote, I, know, I don't know what they are. Wrote themselves, three to eight or nine, whatever it was. I could have put any at three. Yeah. So number two is Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, I didn't know which order it was going to be. Uh, yeah. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. Yes. No, no, you know number one is. Um. So Who Framed Roger Rabbit is number two. I love this film. It is definitely. If we do our top ten films of all time. Yeah, uh, I'm telling you now. One, two, three, four, five, six of them will be trying to get into yeah, one of the top yeah, ten yeah. films of all time. I'm sure. <laughs> so um, this is the massive. De- I mean, this in the nineties. I think it's going to be monster decades. Yes, of which. Um, so Who from Roger Rabbit was just magical. 
I, I think it still is. It's such fun. a great story. It's so well written, so well done. The characters are brilliant. And I, I always love the bit in the cinema when they are hiding out in the cinema. And then they find out that Cloverleaf's just been mm-hmm. sold. This place, and he's shaking hands with old R.K. Maroon, the film producer. Yeah. And then Bob Hoskins sort of goes, that's it. That's the connection. Yeah. And then it, the film changes and it yeah, becomes yeah. like a big proper film noir. And it, he, uh, Christopher Lloyd is probably Christopher Lloyd when he, is, I tell you, brother. Yeah. he becomes Christopher Lloyd is oh, the, scary with the dip with the shoe I can't but, watch oh yeah that's the only thing about it is that that is murder that is, that is murder and a very sweet looking shoe and they do it in front of the police they they actually kill a little shoe who just happens to be near him so he wants to prove a point oh, I, can't, no. No, I can't, I can't watch that but I don't watch it no, I turn no, away no, no. still now I turn away um, but it is um, it's so well I mean Jessica Rabbit is genius I actually I found I had stirrings for her when I watched it on the cinema at the cinema and on the uh, the massive Odeon Leicester Square. Oh yeah, oh that was great. She, she went, uh, I was just thinking, my this is a. I mean, she's completely like not a not a. It's like a completely they enhanced have, shape of everything. They couldn't have picked a better voice. For, no, and for also singing country. voice. It was yeah, and a- Amy, Irving, Amy Irving. And I think why don't you do right is a great yeah, yeah. song. Again, and the way she does it, it looks so good. The bit, the bit where she grabs him with, by his tie, his tie. and she stops, yeah. and then somebody goes, "Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. that's just brilliant." It's um, it's just so many little great moments. And the car, of course, the car's yeah, great. Yeah, the the bullets in the gun yeah, are yeah, yeah. great. And quite often, voices. quite often, I'll I'll go two bits. Yeah, if somebody shaving says two bits, shaving a haircut. Um, yeah, so Zemeckis what, is another one who's vying for sort of yes, breakout. Yeah. Well, *Romancing the Stone*. Romancing I loved *Tinker Bell*. As a kid, I grew up with that. I nearly got the kids to watch it the other day. Really, one thing that puts me off because obviously nowadays it was PG. Mm. It's twelve now. The the crocodile with the with the hand. Yeah, that bit is the only thing I've been thinking. Crocodiles oh, are just well. The, William, yeah, yeah. What's your opinion on crocodiles? Well, exactly? funnily enough, you know, I have very strong opinions on crocodiles. <laughs> um, they are the most remorseless, evil killing machines known to. They are soulless, soulless beasts, and what they're in so many children's books. It's just like nonsense, and they are just remorseless. There was a bloke. There was a story about a bloke in India who used to feed a crocodile. Oh, yeah. every day, and people no, would no, go no, down no, to watch no. him. It was a crocodile farm. Oh, it was a farm and he'd go down and feed them every day and Don't people would it. go to watch and then yeah. one day he tripped and the bloody thing hit him he'd been feeding it yeah. for 20 years yeah. Yeah. he tripped over and one of them grabbed him dragged him into the lake and they all scoffed they are soulless he'd soulless been, he'd been doing that for like you say 20 odd years filming prehistoric them, paragons of evil yeah I love that uh, whenever I see a crocodile I just think of you going they're evil <laughs> they are evil they are um, just, no yeah so so the crocodile scene at the I, end. The one, one scene that you talk about scenes you can't watch. I cannot watch the scene in Eraser with Arnold Oh, yes. Well, there's loads there's of crocs there. Loads of crocs. Yeah, loads of crocs. Yeah, true. I saw that at the cinema with Dagger. But I, find that I, don't I really Neil enjoy watching well. the one in Live and Let Die, which is one of the great scenes oh, yeah, of all yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I can't watch it in Eraser. No, Eraser's uh, ghastly. They, they wolf loads of them. It's not a great film, so I don't have wolf to. Wolf loads of villains. Yeah. So, yeah, I saw that at the cinema. Crocodiles. Scum. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm so pleased you managed to share that with people. Yep. Uh, number one is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Ah, I thought it might be. Uh, I've just put in brackets, flawless. It is flawless. Yeah. I can't find a thing 
that I would say, oh, yeah, but that. I can't think of anything. And that is it. This is how good it is, right? We had it on video. And this is this is way before that. You had, you had video recorder and it was on the telly once. And no, it wasn't. This is from the video. I played it on the video and I recorded it onto my tape recorder. Did you? Just, just the sounds. And I played it in bed to myself. Just the tape recording of the sound of the whole of the film. Because yeah. I loved it so much. Mm. It is flawless. Oh, it is. And we've already talked about it, and I'm sure, so, uh, I'm sure Jamie Steele will be very agree. pleased with me. He will be, and you, and me. Yeah, yeah. Um, be very pleased. The fact that because um, I know Raiders is his favorite film. It is his favorite film, um, um, as it should. Yeah, and I, I totally understand because that. So that one and Walter Rabbit would definitely make my top ten all of all time. time. We'll do one day, <clears throat> which we may do one time. So that's our list. So again, that's our list, not yours. Feel free to make your own. As you can see, they are. Some absolute titans in there. Monsters. So many. Um, so the only thing I was going to talk about was we are recording this. Because I always do something at the end. Yes. We are recording this on the 12th of September, Sunday. The day after, Emma Raducanu Unbelievable, yeah. won the US that. Open. Yeah, that. we watched it on the telly as well. Because yeah. when Trading Places finished, we then watched the last set. So the yeah, last I watched got... it in bed on my phone. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it, it was on Channel 4. Yeah, well, I've got it on... Um... I've got Amazon. Um, Amazon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Amazon. Well, Channel Four had the Amazon feed. So yeah, that was what it was. Well, I didn't get. I didn't have the commentary um, because I had the, I had the sound no. turned down. So, but. Um, but. What? So she's eighteen. She's just one. Of the, she's one. Of the, the other girl's nineteen. The other girl. The other girl looked even younger. She looked. She looked like a villain. To yeah. her. I thought, the other girl. I thought she looked quite sweet. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, not saying, I'm saying. Is that because she's like trying it. to take something away from Archie? Yeah. 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 Um. What do you think was the your biggest achievement that you had by the time you were eighteen? <laughs> um, oh God, Lord, have you got one? I've got. Well, well you tell me yours. They're, they're all a bit. They're all a bit ropey. Well, of um, course they are. But, um, I won the best newcomer at school at Kimpton School in nineteen eighty-two. That's a good one. So that was, big, won, was a big, the, big trophy. I won the poetry competition. Got published you in did, the, the yeah, Christmas yeah, poetry. Yeah, although yeah. you know the key line in it was given to me by Mark Wenman, so I just stole it off him. Yeah, that's right. Um, He's very tall. So chap, I won the f- first year poetry competition. Right. Um, so I I remember um at our local uh, pitch and putt course, hmm. Charlton Charlton Lakes, not Charlton near London or South London. Sorry. Um, I shot fifty six. Well, that's very good. Path three, eighteen hole. Put a shot at fifty six. I thought I shot fifty eight. So yours is better than mine. Yeah, and I, I was just not on the same day. That would not on amazing. the same day. No, we'd have murdered it. Yeah, but I remember doing that. Uh, and I also remember, I remember my debut goal for at secondary school, um, against uh, one of the local secondary schools. And that was a big deal for me. I remember, because I stuck it in the corner, mm. did a bit of skill edge there, stuck it in the corner. We were two one up, ten minutes to go. I made it three one. I was playing at centre back as well. Yeah. Corner didn't get cleared, and I just did a bit of magic skill. I still remember not right, right now. I dragged it away from the bloke who came along, and one of the lads who's playing in the team, Gary Powell, he said, I didn't know you could do that. Wow, and I remember then because I from there I went, I walked to um to dad's work because mm. he took me home, and I remembered feeling like he's gonna be so proud of me. Oh, dad was the most proud. I felt like I, was, I felt like you know, the thing about 10 feet tall. Is, and, this is about a great, this is what a great father is. Uh, he was so proud of us, even when we gave him nothing to be proud of. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when you did, my lord, um, my I have to, so I have a, a couple which would make 
now that I think about it, which would also... So I won a few things, though. I won the When Harry Met Sally video. You gave that to me. Yeah, and that was when it was on video rental, so it would have been worth 75 quid at the oh, time, so yeah. I won that, yeah. and that was a proper competition. I also won a um, second prize in the... It was something to do with the Abyss, and the and the second prize was the cinema poster yeah. for the Abyss. So I had that in my wall. I can't remember what the first prize was, but... um, So... And these were proper national competitions yeah, that yeah, I, I, that I, I yeah, won I stuff I didn't in. even know you'd entered these things. No, I know. It's good, isn't it? Um, but it was good because when I won that When Harry Met Sally video, you sort of thought, um, oh, um, you can win competitions. They, yeah, they're, 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 they're not put-up yeah. jobs yeah, yeah. or whatever. That was the first time I generally thought, oh, yeah, people do win. It's not made yeah. up. Yeah. Um, so uh, my, I was, one of my achievements was I was captain of the football team primary school and I was paid for every goal I you were that's right so I was a pro- technically a professional I got paid 20p a goal 20p a goal Batty. from the headmaster yeah um, and Mr. then Batty, yeah. when my cub team we won the cub tournament we stopped me and Owen Owen Newby, Owen Newby. was a very good footballer he was a, probably the, my favourite uh, sort of player that I played with growing up and he was brilliant and we'd stopped doing cubs because we'd got bored with it uh, but we still turned up for the tournament and I remember the Arcala turned up saw that we were playing and was about to rat on us when she realised that we were in the final. <laughs> and then we won the final. And she didn't say anything. And um, <laughs> Morals, eh? Yeah. But the most proud in terms of football. Because I don't have a football career anymore. But I was quite good at a certain age. We played at Andover's ground. Which is playing at a proper ground. Yeah. And the Cubs. Um, our Cub team made it to the 11-a-side final of something. And we won 3-2. And I beat three men from the touchline right in front of dad who was still on the side and he said go yourself son I remember <laughs> locking eyes with him and I beat three men then the keeper came out and I lobbed it over him oh, lovely. and they all thought I was like some sort of genius like Pele yeah. Maradona well you were and, and uh, and it's all sort of withered away ever since well, well, but that was a great moment and then the other one I got 100% in the maths uh, exam in the first year at well, school, which yeah. I don't know what the first year is now. What is it? Year seven. Seven, I think. Uh, I got one hundred percent, and the teacher, Mister Ward, you remember him? Yeah, Mister Ward stood up in front of the whole class. I've got a confession here. This is this is Simon Mayo's confessions. This would be coming on. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I stood up in front of the whole class, and he told me that I was could be anything I wanted. No one ever got one hundred percent, and I would be an engineer, and uh, whatever, I'd do whatever I wanted. Right, this was at the beginning of the year. By the end of the year, I discovered girls. Yeah, and so you decided to go to adult entertainment instead. Well, that's sadly, I was not equipped for that. Oh, fine. But um, if you believe your what brother. it says on the toilet wall. But if, but I, so I stopped because I could do arithmetic. I still can do all those problem solving and everything. But as soon as you start bringing in Venn diagrams yeah. and um, trigonometric functions and all that, I, I totally lost it. And then at the end of your exam, we had to sit in the class and do it to see who got in the top group or the bottom group. And I didn't know, not a bloody word. I didn't understand. <laughs> right? I sat there and at the end of it, it was being collected by students. So it wasn't like being a fic- it was just like an unofficial thing. It wasn't mm. like, and I put mine in my bag and pretended that I'd handed it in. And when he said, um. Where did, I said, I did it. I handed it in. And he gave everyone detention and accused <laughs> them of all being jealous of my, of my maths gift. And you know, I remember it vividly gave them all detention and they all like turn on each other as to who's, who stole this. Yeah. And then he said, did you have any problems with it? Cause there was no time to reset it. And I said, no, it was fine. So I got put in the top group. Yeah. But so it's a again, like again all starts off well and then I just deteriorate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, well it wasn't your enthusiasm, enthusiasm, was it? You didn't. No, you no, weren't, really, weren't really. Um, none of those things in. quite equate to uh, winning the U.S. Open at eighteen. Well, yeah, but the thing is, and, and the reason why I mention it now, anyway, the, the tennis thing, is that 
she was she was unseeded, obviously, mm. but she was a qualifier, mm. and they said that no one's ever ever won a Grand Slam tennis tournament by going through qualifying. And not dropping. She a set. didn't drop a set. Mm. That, if that was a film, Craig Howell that we hear say. right now saying that wouldn't happen. That wouldn't and happen. that I think that that sport last night, and we're talking about films today. That is why films are magic because that last night you wouldn't believe it if it was a film. No, no, no. And it just shows that when you do watch these films, that these things do happen, that it is possible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it happened last night. And I think that that is one of the reasons I think why I think cinema is so great. Because you can achieve anything and nothing's impossible, despite what Craig Howell says. Yeah, so I'd love to wonder what he's like now. He's got no hair or anything. Has he not? Yeah. Karma. I saw him on on Facebook. Karma, isn't it? page the other day well not the other day a little while oh, ago you've got stacks of hair and it doesn't do me any good well I don't know I'd rather have hair than not really? yeah I would I mean I look for yeah, I don't look for bald some people have got great craniums like Tim Thornton doesn't have a lot of hair but he's got a brilliant cranium I loved, I've always loved Tim Thornton's <laughs> cranium like Bruce Willis has got a brilliant cranium yeah some people are suited yeah, I, yeah. Think. Some I don't think, I, I think I'd look bloody awful I mean in fact I did I had my head shaved in a, a Sort of a drama thing that I did, didn't I once? Yeah, and I looked bloody awful. Yeah, yeah. so some some it's good yeah. for, some it isn't. So there you go. So yeah. we we don't have any sponsors, obviously. Uh, no, nope. I can't think of anything I like. I tell you what, I do like as I get older. The amount of pleasure I get from the little burst of heat you get when you turn up the thermostat in the shower. Just, you, know, <laughs> it, you know, that's becoming more and more important to me. As as I advance in years, just that little burst when it goes, oh, there's the there's the heat coming through. I think I can't believe how much I love that. That's not something that gets any sponsorship, but I just no. want to share it with you. No. Well, that well, thank you for, for sharing pleasure. that. Thank and you for listening. Thank you very much, and um, hopefully tell people you know and or don't know. Just tell them. Yeah, tell anyone. Give it. Give it. Well, enjoy it. Anyone yeah. who likes films, really. Yeah. So. Thank you very much for listening, and um, we'll be back with another podcast soon. Yeah, soon. Very soon. We don't have like regimented time, but we will be. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.